Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion, the governor of sports talk, that is, and he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right, up next.
polecats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. All right, folks, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor with a very, 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 very special guest tonight. Uh, Joining us all the way from, should we call it Baltimore? Should we call it ATL? What are we we doing here, Trey? I guess you could call it... uh, the D.C. Baltimore area. All right, all right. It's, well, it's 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 similar, but you know there's some differences. But yeah, you you live from Baltimore. You 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 could say Baltimore. <laughs> the one and only Trey Frazier, ladies and gentlemen, joining us. Um, Trey, whoops, as I'm dealing with some technical issues here, folks. Uh, Trey has joined us because he has uh, decided to come up to watch his. Beloved Baltimore Ravens. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His beloved Baltimore Ravens come to town and lose to my Minnesota Vikings. So, Trey, um, before we get into the actual game, tell me, first off, my man, how'd you like the stadium? Well, first off, before I before I answer that, um, I my teams have almost completed the trifecta. My Yankees against your Twins in the playoffs yeah. in that one game playoff. The yes. Terps getting the win over ooh, the Gophers. Ooh, ooh. Yes, sir. I have to bring that up. Oh, that was two and zero, but unfortunately, yeah. the Ravens couldn't take care of business on Sunday. Uh, the stadium, I, I got to tell you, man, um, and, and they're starting to make these stadiums more of a tourist attraction. Yes, in most places. Absolutely. But this one right here, man, um, I got to tell you, the fans were great. Um, cool. It was no fighting. Nobody was, you know, tussling over whose team's the best and all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody tossed water on anybody. Nobody flipped <laughs> over anybody. It was it was peaceful. It was all in fun. Yes. The 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 smack talk was great. It it was all great. And the Vikings fans, A plus. I, right. I gotta give them an A plus. I tell okay. you, there's there there might be three cities that I would never go to an NFL game at: it's Philadelphia, yes, Cleveland, yeah. and Oakland. Absolutely. Those are the three I'd probably stay away from. But, you know, this place here, magnificent. A magnificent facility. And just to remind everybody, the Super Bowl is going to be here. Yes. Come February. Very excited. And, I, and, and I've noticed this, Vince. Um, they're doing a lot of construction around here. And they've completed some projects yes. in the area, and I'm like, you know what? This is good because they know they're preparing right. to host the Super Bowl. And the hotels that you know that me and my wife are staying at right now, and some of the ones in the area, they're gonna cash in. Yeah. Come February, I mean, if they haven't already, you know, had book rooms for this event. So. Oh yeah, everything's know. already sold out, man. You could only imagine. Yep. And um, a lot of stuff going up downtown right around that area. I used to work in the Wells Fargo building right across the street over yes, there. Yes, yes. I, I did yep. see that building. Yep. yep. I used to work right there. So, yeah, a lot of hotels going up right there. And very excited, man. This is going to be the city's second Super Bowl. Um, That's right. In, yeah, 1992. Doug Williams. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington Redskins. Halftime performance was by Whitney Houston, right? No. No. They just, okay, they just did a story on this. Again, folks, uh, sports done right here on <laughs> Spreaker.com. It was a little thing, and for you younger cats, Google this because this was absurd. It was a group called Up With People. Mm-hmm. And it was like a mass collection of literally uh, probably two, three hundred people on the field just singing happy, shiny music, bring the world together, let's all hug it out, that whole thing. Google this, though, man. It'll be worth your time. Okay. But, but yeah, uh, that was the whole reason this stadium got built. Mm -hmm. We got Super Bowl coming up. We have the Final Four next year as well. Really? Okay. Yep. So um, a lot of things happening. It'll be our second Final Four as well. Yep. Oh, 92. We have the Final Four. I forgot. Um, Okay. uh, Duke, Cincinnati, Michigan, Fab Five. And I forgot the fourth team that was up here. But Duke wound up winning it that year. Right, right. Was it UNLV? It may have been. Back in 92? Yeah. Okay. I think it might have been. Okay. But anyway, man, real happy that Trey is uh, able to join us here in the Situation Room at the Govs Mansion. Uh, First Lady may be popping in a little bit later on. But, um, Trey, let's talk about the game, man, because yes, yes. That, that first half, forget who you who we're, we're rooting for. Right. Because the Vikings did nothing. Ravens weren't doing anything. So as you were sitting there live checking it all out. Right. How was it unfolding for you as as the Ravens fan? Well, me and my wife, we sat in section 341, which is upper level, right at, and Vince, I mean to tell you, right at the 50-yard line. Nice. So the view of the stadium was just gorgeous. And I've heard from people, there's not a bad seat in the entire stadium. And when you first walk in, they got Mm -hmm. those doors that open kind of sideways. There's about four glass doors that open. And, I mean, you could just see the field and the seats from, you know, right outside. But in that first half, I I think the first play of the game for the Ravens kind of told the story about how this was going to end. I mean, we were kind of limping into this game. Uh, Jeremy Macklin was a question mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rashad Perriman's in protocol. Uh, Terrence West was still injured from a couple weeks ago. So we were shorthanded as far as players on the offensive side of the ball was concerned. So you come into this first drive, and Mike Wallace, Wallace gets, I mean, he gets knocked out. I mean, you could hear it from way high okay, in the could stadium. You? All right. Yeah. Because obviously we saw the reaction that he had. Yes, and, yes. You know, but yeah. It, it, it was loud, man. And I, I, I sat there for a moment. I, I looked at my wife. I said, this is where it all just crumbles right, right here. Now, we were rooting hard as hell, you know, the rest of the way, but I I just knew Mike Wallace was not going to come back in this game. He was going to head to concussion protocol. And you talk about receivers, Michael Campanero, Griff Whalen, and Chris Moore. How how about that for a a big three of wide receivers? Now, yeah, I mean – because and we'll get to Joe Flacco in a minute, but when you name that receiving core, because you know, I mean, as someone who doesn't follow the Ravens, you know, obviously like yep. you do, right? I never thought about that for a minute. That is putrid. That's the receiving core. Yeah. I mean, you got a, you got like two fourth round guys, and then you got a guy who gets hurt all the time right. since we drafted him, and you know, we we, we knew at that point, that, okay, this is going to be a long day for this team, and. With the way the the passing game was going, and I, and I've been frustrated with the passing game since yeah. the start of the season. 
Um, I don't know what Marty Morningwig is trying to accomplish here, but you can't throw 40-yard dump passes on third and eight. You just you just can't do it with right. a big arm quarterback that likes to throw down the field. You've got to take shots down the field regardless of the offensive line, and that's another no, issue. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, that's you know, a, we were saying the same thing, too. And, again, we got Trey Frazier on uh, Sports Done right here tonight, uh, Spreaker.com yes, and SquadAffiliates.com as well. What up? Um, before we continue, real quick, let me just welcome some of the uh, early no folks doubt. to the chat room. Uh, of course, the pod father himself, Mr. Jungle Brother, the man that started it all for a whole bunch of people in this game. What um, up, Jungle? What up, sir? Uh, the lovely Miss Girly Girl. Uh, her and Mandelion, by the way, popping in here tonight, and they uh, have a great show that'll be coming up a little later on as well. What up, guys? So make sure you check them out again. X Squad affiliates, DJ Knox. What up, sir? K Boogie, K three thousand, my main man. It's been a quick minute, my friend. What's K3 going stacks. on? Stacks. What up? Yes, sir. And um, what so, up, Knox? So yeah. So now, as a Vikings fan, yep. I'm sitting here going, you know, I don't know what they're doing. Right. Uh, Case Keenum, kind of looking like a Case Keenum of old, you know. What I mean, right, just, right. You know, just kind of flinging stuff everywhere, short hopping, overthrowing. Which is what it, this was his sixth start, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. So he's gotten into a rhythm of right being a starting quarterback. Yes. So I mean, it's not like Bradford got hurt last week. You know what I mean? He's been hurt for about a month now, and Case Keenum's been getting all the reps right at practice. And throughout the week. So he has familiarity with his receivers, his running backs. And now Diggs, that was a surprise. I didn't realize he was going to be out for the game. Yeah, Diggs uh, has been hurting here. And and obviously that hurts us because Mm -hmm. not only is he a a good receiver. Yep. um, I don't like to use the term great just yet with him. But what he's able to do is get those yards after the catch. That, and I think it makes Thielen better. Receiver, I totally agree. I with think that, it yes. makes Treadway a better receiver mm-hmm. because now you got to account for Diggs, and Diggs has shown at least through seven weeks that he can right. draw a couple double teams here and there. Exactly, and that forces guys like Thielen and yep. Treadway and you know the running backs out the backfield to catch passes, and that exactly. opens up the offense a little exactly. bit better. We would have got killed in the game had Diggs been in there in a the starting lineup. I think we would have got killed. I, I I would like to think so. But I'm sure you would. I'm I would sure like you to would. Think so, but hey, I don't know, man. I, that now that's the Vikings fan in me, Trey. I mean, we've been burned so many times with all kinds of quarterbacks up here. Sure, but you know, I mean, our offense wasn't doing anything. Now our defense, different story. Obviously, kept us in the game. Probably won the game for us. Oh yeah, you know, I, I mean, would just, say the defense kept the Vikings in the game for yeah. the most part. And you know, I'll give um, guys like um, Everson Griffin credit for the sack mm-hmm. on Flacco and a couple other guys. Um, this offense is just bad, man. It, it, it's, it's a bad offense, man. And and I, I listened to Maestro doing a mm-hmm. solo earlier on our show, the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Yes, yes. He, he, he says the Ravens might not win another game. And, and I have to think about it, and I say, you know what? He might, he might be right, and and that's only because you got injuries. You have mm-hmm. a, you have a questionable coaching staff, um, a questionable general manager who's been a great general manager in Ozzie Newsom for right. all these years. But you look at the last few years with this draft, and you'd have to say Ozzie's lost some touch here and there, 
and I'm I'm at the point now where right. it's just like, guys, it's over. As far as this regime, as far as Ozzy, okay. Harbaugh, and Flacco, yeah, I, I think it's over, man. Dude, that was going to be my next question because you know we can sit here and talk about Flacco, and I was actually I was going to ask you, right, you know what you think, but when you name that receiving core. It's almost, I don't want to say unfair, but it's just like, man, I mean, yeah, who is he throwing to? Um, you know, if he had some different talent, there might be a different story. But then that leads to this question, Trey, and you right. already put it out there, man. Yep. Do you blow it up and start over? Look, you, you blow it up. And, and I'm going to, because I'm, I'm following the chat room as we're, we're talking here. I see Jungle Brother says it's everybody's fault on the team except Joe Flacco. Jungle Brother, <laughs> I disagree. You have to blame the quarterback. Situation because look, he has not been the same guy since he got hurt a couple of years ago. You know, tearing his ACL. I mean, he came back last year, mm-hmm. threw twenty touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. Um, it wasn't enough. Obviously, the defense had something to do with the team going eight and eight last year. Now we're in the same situation with right. three and four. We're trending downward. The defense, the the run defense of all. Parts of all parts of the um, defense is a surprise to me. They're 31st in the league, giving right. up 160 something yards a game. We, I mean, we're supposed to be top five rush defense. You know, yeah, you think of obviously the Ray Lewis era and that the, the vaunted Ravens defense, man. Right. I mean, and, it was and, like a modern day steel curtain almost. And, and not even that. Brandon Williams is one of the best D tackles mm-hmm. in the game. And, and I get he's been out for a few weeks, but right. we get him back. In the Viking game, and it's like, what happened? Yeah. What? What? I mean, the Vikings rushed for how many yards? Hundred and something, yeah. hundred and thirty something yards. Yep. That that that's not that's not Ravens football. No, no, I no, I, I would totally agree with that. And again, folks, uh, Vince Wright, the sports governor here, a Tuesday night edition of Sports Done Right, uh, coming back, which has been a. Another week or two here. Of course, life gets in the way every once in a while. We don't got to tell Trey that and everybody else. But, man, um, ah, looks like Mr. Maestro's in the house as well. What up to Maestro? Make sure you check out the uh, yeah the solo edition of the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. This dude. This dude. <laughs> this dude. <laughs> and of course, yes, that's my brother. Go right Vikings! There. That's right. I that, love that, it. That's my brother for 16 years. That's that's my homie right there. Yeah, so. and you guys do a great show, by the way, too. Man. Thanks, so, man. man. Appreciate that. Um, definitely proud to be following you guys on Tuesdays. Now, so we blow it all up. What is what does Trey Frazier want to see happen over the next two three years with this squad, with uh, your organization, my man? Well, let me let me start with the quarterback. And, you know, uh, and I, I see Jungle Brother talking about, you know, Joe Flacco, and now he's saying, oh, so it's not Ozzy's fault. Jungle Brother, look at the past drafts that the Ravens have had over the last six, seven years, and you tell me which any of those guys are pro bowlers. I mean, C.J. Mosley is a nice player. He's not a game changer. Um, Brandon Williams is a nice player. Okay, Not okay. a game changer. Not a playmaker, I should say. I mean, I, I think at some point you have to blame not just the quarterback. And let me let me stick with the quarterback for a second. He he hasn't been the same since the injury. Now people will say, well, he got paid after the Super Bowl. Right. And he yeah, hasn't been yeah, that yeah. since. I'll, I'll disagree in a sense that he had a down year in 2013. 
He came back in 2014 under Gary Kubiak's zone-blocking scheme offense and had one of his best statistical seasons. Right, right, yep. So I can't say since the contract he's been bad. He had the best season 2014. I would say after the injury, he just hasn't been the same. Yeah. I don't know what's in his hey, head. Trey, tra- I was, yeah. Matter of fact, God, you're always kind of a step ahead of me here. I was going to ask you right now. Do you think he's scared? Do you think he's playing kind of scared? Um, he because he does. He just looks so tentative out there. You know, he he reminds me every week on how Sam Bradford looked mm-hmm. when they brought him in a couple weeks ago uh, okay. at the Chicago game, okay. where they just right, tried right. to put him out there, and and you know he was just now like, he has the knee, obviously, right, right. But you know he was you know running out of bounds. He was you know almost taking dives out there before dudes were anywhere around him. And I kind of see a little bit of that anxiety in Flacco. Um, yeah, I believe some of that is there. Okay. Um, I mean, you, you're talking about a guy that's been durable for about seven and a half seasons. I mean, we always talk about Eli being a durable quarterback, right. hasn't missed a start. Right. Philip Rivers, durable quarterback, hasn't, hasn't missed, missed a start. Him. Well, Flacco was right behind those guys in terms of being a durable quarterback for about seven and a half seasons. So he goes through this for the first time, and now you're seeing these little – four-yard, five-yard dump passes in the flat. And it's not an offense that's designed to get yards after the catch. You understand what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. every time he throws that five-yard out, you know, there's always a defender right there on the receiver. Like, you got to be able to lead that guy into getting that yak. You know, you got to have your blockers in front of you design that so that they can get – Yep. Those yards after the exactly. catch. This offense is just not designed to do that, and I'm 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 just trying to figure out what 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 is it with the short passes and the what is it now? It's like five point yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. That's not good in in today's NFL. I mean, you got guys like Matt Ryan averaging nine yards an attempt. I mean, you guys like Drew Brees averaging eight yards an attempt. Five yards an attempt is not good for any quarterback, especially a quarterback who is known to have a big arm. So um, I think mentally he could be shot. I think Mm -hmm. a number of things, um, you know, the organization has gone through some injuries. I mean, especially in 2015. And now this year, it's like, it's like, man, like, I mean, can this organization somehow catch a break? But then I start to question the organization itself. Like, it, it becomes bad luck when it happens once, right. where you get all these injuries. You have 20 guys on injured reserve. Two years later, we're at the same thing. Now I start to question strength and conditioning, um, what you eat, you know. And I, and I get most of that is on the players itself. But if I'm, the, if I'm the ownership or if I'm the scouts or the, you know, the physical training people that, you know, work there, would you change your technique up a little bit so that we don't get these injuries early in OTAs, that we don't get injuries early in training camp before season start? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that the organization is going to have to address. And look, you're asking me, what do I like to see happen after this season? Yes. Look, John Harbaugh, you, you, you've been great. You've, you've actually made this franchise relevant since 2008 from 2008 to 2012 with five consecutive playoff appearances it's time for you to go man 
I, I just think the message gets stale after a while. I don't think he's a great X's and O's coach. I mean, he's a special teams guy. I don't think he makes in-game adjustments properly. Um, and, and it's just some, and I don't know. I, I, I have this notion. I, I haven't shared this with Maestro, but I have this notion that he might be Chip Kelly in a, in a, in a uniform, like he might, like he might, he might have really? been, Chip, he might have been Chip Kelly before Chip Kelly was Chip Kelly when he got, when he got to the Eagles. You, you know what I'm saying? Really? Okay. You know, right. well, 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 think about it this way. I, I, I'll go back to the Super Bowl championship yes. in 2012. So during that season, there was a mutiny after Ray Lewis got hurt. I think he hurt his bicep or whatever. Right. Yep. And yep. we lost a couple of games. I think we had like a two-game losing streak, and then guys in the locker room wanted to start a mutiny. It was Anquan Bolden, Bernard okay. Pollard, Ed Reed, some of those names. Sure. The Like the most vocal people in On the, the team, locker room right, that you yeah. would want to have in there. And Ray comes back, and obviously we go on a run, we win the title, and then the offseason comes, and then – Bolden gets traded. Ed Reed doesn't get his contract reneged, even though Ed Reed was on his way to being washed. I, I, I'll, okay. I'll admit that okay. Ed Reed, I think at that point, while I mean he hey, deserves he deserves a lot of no doubt a lot of clout. No doubt. No doubt. He was on he was on his way out. Okay. Bernard Pollard gets cut. Yep. Ed Reed, uh, Ray Lewis retired, so that yeah. you, you couldn't help that, but. We, we as fans noticed that the players that were more vocal in the locker room were being dismissed from the team. Interesting. And and, and I get Terrell Suggs can be vocal. I, I don't think he's like a leader-leader type guy. I think he's a, a goofy face of the franchise in some ways, but I don't think he's like that rah-rah, you know, let's get hey, him up. Hey, speaking of Terrell Suggs, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, go you. Ahead, go ahead. Did you know you're in his uh, hometown? Uh, yes, I did read that somewhere. And he, because I thought he was from Arizona. And turns out, yes, turns out that he was born here and then he moved to Arizona. Right, exactly. And he went to college out in Arizona, yep, too. So yep, that, that's exactly. what made me think he was. Uh, grew uh, up um, playing football and baseball and whatnot with Joe Maurer back in the day. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's kind of what I, I was showing Trey this article from our local paper here. St. Paul's Suggs and Maurer go way back. Okay. So, yeah, they actually grew up because uh, Joe Maurer, even though he's an all-star baseball player, was also Mr. Mm-hmm. Football in this state growing up as well. Right. So, uh, just a fun little fact there. Uh, chat room, the Spreaker.com chat yes, room. Yes, let's, let's go to the chat room. Oh, Jungle Brother. <laughs> <laughs> the Pod Father. So, Trey, you're just going to skip it. The coach is not developing the players. Oh, see – Come on, Jungle. Jungle saying the white coaches blame the black GM. No, no, no. That's cool. No, that look. That's that. That's cool. That that's cool. That's 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 why I I, I like Jungle Brother because he he gonna tell you how he feel. He ain't gonna apologize. Well, for let's anything. let's do this, Trey. Uh-huh. Let's open it up, Ozzy. How do you feel about him? Has he outlived his time in Ozzie Baltimore? Is Ozzy is one of the greatest general managers ever. He will forever be in Ravens. You have to. You have to. No question about it. But look, I mean, who's the best wide receiver Ozzy has drafted? He's drafted some busts as far as wide receivers are concerned, and that's one thing fans in Baltimore get on him about. 
Um, when you look at the and like I and like I said, look at the past seven drafts yep. and tell me which one of those guys he drafted is a surefire Pro Bowl caliber playmaking player. You're not gonna find too many. You might find one. Well, you notice I'm look. This is your segment. This is your team. That's why the gov is over here just <laughs> chilling. I'm just I'm sitting here looking up the stories for us to talk about. Cause here's the thing, man. Right. I have nothing but respect for Ozzy, mm-hmm. and not not as a player, right? And and for because I, I grew up actually watching him play, right? And for and, the fact that he's a and, the, and you know Jungle Brother brought it up, he's a black man. For a black man to be in this executive position for is, so is long, right? Now see that's it's that's great. It. Yes, it's, it's great. It's, it is awesome that he has been able to pull it off. But look, when you don't get the job done, you you got to be criticized for it. Yeah. And 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 you got to take some accountability for it. And I'm not just pointing at Ozzy. I'm pointing at no. Harbaugh. I'm pointing at the, the coaching staff. Well, the whole organization. I'm pointing yeah. from top to bottom. Right. I'm right. pointing at everybody, including the quarterback, including the head coach, including the strength and conditioning. Right. Yeah. Including exactly. the general manager. Everybody. That this is a this is a big off season for. Steve Bashadi, the owner, right? Because I, and I, and I and I tell you why because when the whole Kaepernick thing came out, I guess it was July or August, where John Harbaugh is at the press conference and he throws Kaepernick's name out right. there as a choice yep. to back up Joe Flacco. I, I made this point and I, I did a I did a blog post on you know our WordPress blog site mm-hmm. that with the riots that happened in 2015 in, in the city of Baltimore. Colin Kaepernick would be a perfect fit right. for the Baltimore Ravens as far as his philanthropy, right. him getting into the community, the community understanding where he's coming from exactly. as far as him taking a knee for what he's standing for. And I'm and I'm all for what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Right. When the owner came out and said, we need to test the temperature of the fans. Oh, when you when they were thinking about when they were thinking signing, about signing right? him. Yes, when, yes, when, yes. when the owner said we need to we need to check the temperature of the fans, we need to consult Ray Lewis. You need to consult a guy that hasn't played for the team in five years. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking at you like, are, are you really the owner, or I don't know about you right now. So bad luck. It was bad luck. It yep. was yeah, yeah. Yep. And 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 then you know it, it it obviously with his girlfriend's tweet, you know that kind of blew up. And yeah. then yeah. I, I I got disappointed after the fact because I really did hope that they would sign Kaepernick with that situation. So, but 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 getting back to you know just everything organizationally, the 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 owner has to he's really got to sit down and really assess this mm-hmm. thing. And and just kind of look at the other teams in the league. We we've right. kind of gone from running the football smash mouth. And look, there's teams that still have some pretty good running backs. There's yep. teams that still predicate their offenses on running the football. Yep. But it seems like every team, whether they have that top ten quarterback or not, exactly, they got that one receiver that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. While Eli Manning's not a top ten quarterback, they got Odell Beckham. That could change a game exactly. in a heartbeat. Exactly. While the Bills didn't have a top ten quarterback, Sammy Watkins, when when he was there, right. was a guy that could change the game. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? The Ravens have never had game changing wide receivers. And and, and and don't give me Anquan Bolden. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> we're just we're just reading Maestro's yeah, yeah, comment yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick of Maestro. Yeah, man. But, well, hey, real quick here, man, because we got some up? new folks popping in here in the chat room. So we got to welcome Grego, the the Patriot man. What himself. up, Grego? Uh, Mr. Patriot, uh, the fashion pimp, the fashionista, the one and only Rel Scott from Philadelphia, oh, PA. Oh, man, my man Rel, what's good? Yeah, exactly, man. Big Rel in the house. My main man, the Minnesota Mafia, two hours north of here, Duluth, Minnesota, R.C. Ronald RC. Cameron. What up, sir? Vikings fan, of course. Big Cedric Galloway in the house. Cedric, all things California. Uh, hey, we got to, yeah, matter of fact, get an update on that uh, World Series game here as well. Um, who else we got? The lovely Thorny Switch has joined us. Hey, Thorny. Watch out for them Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, top, they're ranked in the top five, five now, right? Yep, exactly. All right, that's what's exactly, up. Exactly, man. So, again, welcoming everybody. And, of course, Mr. Bama Boy himself, 334, and that Bullshiggity team, he's always rooting for down there and down. <laughs> uh, three, three, four, what exactly. up? Exactly, but what up, Bama boy? Uh, oh, and the one and only Chief Rocka. Hey, Chief, why do you have an Orioles logo? I was going to say, avatar? is somebody hacking the Chief? Did, did the Russians get a hold of your, your setup, man? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what that's about, Chief. I, I don't either. I do not either, but... um. Let's do this here. Let's get in a quick break here. Me and Trey are going to get you set up for segment number two. When we come back, we'll finish out with the Vikings-Ravens. We'll talk a little more NFL. I want to pick Trey's AFC East brain while he's up here in the governor's mansion. Um, talk a little Steelers and whatnot. Too bad. we Maybe we'll get dollars and cents in here in a minute. <laughs> get, get old That's Reg in here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, and matter of fact, we do got to make contact with Reg because uh, it's, it's actually been getting real interesting in Pittsburgh, kind of behind the scenes. From uh, if you listen to the rumor mill out there, uh, we got NBA tonight. Cleveland uh, up in the fourth quarter on the Bulls, one sixteen, one hundred seven. Brooklyn Nets up one hundred five to one hundred one over Orlando. My T Wolves are playing right now, and they are tied at half with the Pacers, sixty one apiece. Celtics up on the Knicks, shocking their chief rocker. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started with the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. 71-54, Celtics are up. And let's see here. That's about it right now for the score. So I'm um, going to play a couple quick jams. Me and Trey going to get it set up. When we come back, we will find out how Mr. Frazier likes the Twin Cities. How Mr. Frazier liked this. Well, we talked a little bit about how he liked the stadium there's a couple questions I got for him just from kind of an outsider's point of view that I want to get to him as well. And then, like I said, man, we got other sports to talk about. Um, we got the NBA. Um, you know, everything's going right now. Hell, hockey's going. We got the World Series. So it is yes, sir. totally on. And we will be right back. Sports done right. Spreaker.com. Stay tuned. This is a podcast. Bob Knight. 
until they knees swell. I shake the game of worse than single white females. Walk into their car alone, flashing three bills. These little kids are talking about how little I know. Boy, I grab a mic and rock you like your triple five soul with a civilized flow. But if you say my name, I'm like Beetlejuice. Might show up and slap you till your teeth are loose. I've seen the news and will not get lynched by the industry. No, will I have an A&R pipping me, sticking this thing in me? I sing for free for some years if it's clear to me that if I'm there for my team, they're there for me. For real, I be diligently killing the soliloquies of these millipedes that try to pass themselves off as LMCs. How weave a web of words so intricately that the English dictionary lacks an adjective to fit me. If he want my album, tell him not to fuck with ATAC. He was hating and slug, told the bitch to send my tapes back. And if I lose my voice, then instead of saying rap, I'll start painting facts on the wall with high Crayola crayon wax. And now rocking with the champion. You know you're in a war that can't be won. You need to stop and understand me, son. Cause I got a pocket full and I can handle it. You're now rocking with the champion. Yeah, 
Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that like to light another joint Like Cypress Hill I still do these spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it Go get the S-T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh Rolling joints like a cigarette So pass it across the table like ping pong I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong It's on, wrap my lips around the phony And when it comes to getting another soggy Fools all kick in like Shinobi And if you let them hit it for free, you hella dumb I come to school with a tailor on my earlobe Avoiding all the flick teasers, skeezers and weirdos Got me throwing off the land like where the bomb at Give me two bucks, you take a puff and pass my bomb back Suck up the dank like a slurpee The serious bomb will make a nigga go delirious like Eddie Murphy I got more growing pains than Maggie Cause homies nag me to take the dank out of the baggie Head to the east, hit the stroll tonight. Oh, so we can roll big high sheets. I wish I could fade the eight, but I'm no budget. Still rolling the two dough, cut the same old bucket. Foggy window, soggy endo. I'm in the land, getting smoke with my kid. Up in smoke, yuck, I spray your layer down. Up in the OAK, the town. Homies don't lay around, we down there, blaze a pound. Then ease up, speed up through the ESO. Drink the VSOP up with the lemon squeeze up. And everybody's roller, I'm the roller. That's quick to fold up, blunt out of a bunch of sticky doja. Hold up, suck up my weed, it's all you do, kicking feet. Cause we're IBs, we need to have like a fool fool. It's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. 
And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, Sports Governor, back at the Executive Mansion, deep in the Situation Room with Trey Frazier, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, co-host of the Sports Talk Barber, or, oh, God, here I go again. <laughs> and I haven't even been sipping on the uh, Woodfield Reserve either, so. Anyway. Barbershop? It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Thank you. There you go. Thank there, you. there you go. Sorry. Thought I could help you. Thought I could help you. Well, you know, I mean, I'm also (laughs) that, but I'm also, you know, I'm looking over at the chat room. And by the way, got to welcome DJ Queen up in here. What's up, DJ Queen? Miss Mocha Bella, queen of the 305. Miss Mocha Bella, how you doing? And I see that you say that the Dolphins are going to beat the Ravens. Oh, boy. Hey, hey, I mean, (laughs) whatever. I I don't know. I, I I don't have much to brag about. The Ravens right now. This is true. And by the way, in the World Series, it's tied up 1-1, middle of the fifth, Houston and L.A. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit here. But I got the one and only uh, Trey in the house here. Trey, what did you think of the Minnesota Vikings? Let me get your point of view on what you saw at the game. And, I mean, you know, you've watched the Vikings before and everything. Yes, so. yeah, definitely. Well, again, great stadium. Fans were A+, plus, no doubt about it. Um, the Vikings as a team. Great defense. Um, I would I would say I would say running game maybe ranging from about five to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, not a I wouldn't say a, a playmaker, not like a dynamic running back at that position for I them. I would totally but, agree with you. But they get the job done. I, right. As a matter of fact, I got two of those running backs on my fantasy squad. And, okay. it, and it just so happens that I had McKinnon in the lineup and I had oh. Murray on the bench. Oh. So it didn't help my day on Sunday that my team was losing, but I had the wrong Viking running back in my starting lineup right. for fantasy. Oh. I did win my matchup, though, so I'm, I'm good there. I still got the W, no, no doubt about that. Absolutely. And um, here's the thing, man. Until we get our quarterback situation mm-hmm. somewhat straightened out, right? Case, look, Case Keenum, he's my quarterback. I mean, he's, he's and he's played some decent quarterback. He's played some decent ball, but you know, I mean, you know, you're not going to rely on him to be your your long term starter. Obviously, you're not signing them to any big, huge contracts to keep them around. Uh, we got Teddy Bridgewater now back on the practice field. Yes, so great news. Great news. Phenomenal that. news, considering they were. You know, depending on what you were reading last year when this happened, he was close to actually dying. Mm-hmm. He was close to having a, his leg amputated because of the damage up yeah, in there. Yeah. Um, but to be back and doing what he's doing, and and here's the thing, I you keep Case where he is until he shows you otherwise or gets right. hurt himself. Right. Because the Vikings got a couple more weeks to actually sit and decide what they're going to do with Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Right. Now. The public who loves Teddy Bridgewater up here. Mm-hmm. But, I, it, you know, here's the thing. I, and I love Teddy Bridgewater. Everybody who's listened to the show has heard me talk about Teddy. But, you know, you dig into the facts a little bit. And it's it's kind of been talked about on some of the radio up here is that nice guy, mm-hmm. great guy off the field, you know. Right. 
shows up to take your daughter out. You got no problems, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. 27 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. That's not good. Show He's shown spurts. Right. Um, before the knee, um, that's that's what got people so excited before his injury. It was a preseason game against the Chargers, and I'll never forget he took off running. He put a juke move on some defensive back <laughs> that left him, you know, ankles broke. Right. You, you hear the whole crowd just ooh and ah. Right, right. And from there on, it was just like, okay, this is going to be something. This could be the year for the Vikings, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously what happens, happens. Yep. So, I don't know, man. My Vikings got their own issues on the offensive side of the ball. The offensive line has picked up a little bit. They were putrid early on. They right. Were, they were god-awful right. uh, early on. But they've seen to kind of come around a little bit. Our receivers are good. Yep, yep. Good, not great, but definitely very good. And if we can just, you know, get a, a solid quarterback or if Case can find a way or whatever – to get them the ball a little bit more downfield, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be all right. And, you know, uh, obviously with the Packers and, and Rodgers going down and what's going on across the bo- the border over here. Yep. Yeah, man. It, it, there's opportunity. There, There's definitely opportunity. There's but... definitely opportunity. And, and me and Maestro, we talked about this last week on our show, that if whether it be the Vikings or the Lions to take advantage of this division and take advantage of Ann Rodgers – being out for several weeks, they got to put together a string of W's so that they can put some distance between what Green Bay is doing and what these other teams are doing. Now, if you remember back in 2013 where Rodgers missed, what, I think seven weeks. Right. And I think the Bears were probably one of the better teams in the division at that Mm -hmm. time. And they lost, I think they lost the last two games. Rodgers came back week 17. And went into Chicago, and we all know what happened there. They right. they won the division, I think, with a eight seven and one record, I think right. that year. So you don't want that to happen if you're Minnesota or you're Detroit trying mm-hmm. to compete for a playoff spot right. and compete for this division. Right. So um, you gotta win. You gotta win some games, and I, I think with the Vikings schedule. You got the Browns next week. Yeah, that should be a that W. Should be a get you to six and two over in London. Yeah, and, and and like RC just said here in the chat room, if you guys don't get Diggs back and get some better production out of the quarterback position, that defense that's top right. five, right? What it was last exactly. year, the way they wore down yeah. last year, you don't want that to happen right. this year. And I see in the chat room, old Jungle Brother, the Pod Father. Uh, <laughs> So you telling me you'd rather go with Bradford or Kim? That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you word on the street up here and, of course, in the media, that's what they're saying, you know, kind of like, you know, the stats are okay. Right. But, you know, I guess the best way to put it is they were kind of saying, like, you know, for all the love that Teddy gets up here, he hasn't really truly done a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you can – over the look, if you're gonna take the stats at just like that, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess you can say some BS like that. But it wasn't about that. It was about the excitement that he brought to the field. Sure, the excitement he brought to his, his style of play and his style of play. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Now he he took some ribbing because one of the things that he did take shots was is can he get the ball down the field? Can he right. throw the ball, the deep ball, so he, to speak? I, I've seen some games where he can get that ball down well, the field pretty a, quickly. our offensive line, right, again, right. hasn't been the best the past few years. Right. And also, 
you know, now we got a receiving core that I would love to see him work with. Sure, so, sure. You know, yep. don't don't be putting words in my mouth out there. But here's the thing, and I think Bridgewater will play this year. I think so too. Um, I think you know he's doing that. Obviously, he is doing everything he can to be ready to go. He looks great. He right. looks in phenomenal shape. Right. He's doing all the drills. I mean, dropping yep. back, running, doing everything. Mm-hmm. You know. I think it's going to be a tough decision to make. Though. But see, that's the thing because there's always the fear factor. Put him out there. Um, if something else happens to him or the knee goes again. But look, this is football. This right. and, and Teddy will tell you this too. And I, I tried to get some sound. I just didn't have enough time to pull it here. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what Teddy says. He's mm-hmm. ready to go. You right. know, God bless whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. But he's ready to go and he truly, as I do, think he will see the field this year. I don't know when. Right. But I think he will. And I, I look, I wish Teddy nothing but the best. I'm I'm a Teddy Bridgewater dude. Mm-hmm. So I hope he is able to find a way to get back into the Vikings. I would love for him to get some burn. I love for him to get some burn, but it's going to be a tough decision, not just for what you said, but mm-hmm. because now the Vikings are contending, and now the question becomes: Do you want to disrupt the chemistry that um, many people perceive is what's taking place here? I don't think they're playing their best football. Right. I mean, Keenum is playing steadily he's not playing exactly look he's he's not playing steady steady in the ship right that's what he's doing right right so the question now becomes do you want to disrupt the flow of what's going on especially now with the opportunity Mm -hmm. to win this division and And look man i mean look all of us are football fans out there everybody listening and and in the spreaker.com chat room and everything else but look, I mean, we've all seen this. How many times have we seen this before where a quarterback gets injured? No, it's look, it's next man up. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings have said, as long as, you know, paraphrasing, of course, but look, if Case keeps winning, right. he'll be the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He won't be the long term quarterback. He's not the long term solution. Right. But look, you know, people are behind him right now because, you know, he's doing a serviceable job. Right. Maestro thinks differently. He says, "Get Keenum off the field," and then uh, then he he also well he says, uh, "No, I haven't, Trey." And I think he's referring to right. me saying that I've seen him mm-hmm. throw some deep passes. I mean, that's when he's had opportunity. Right. I'm not right. saying that that's what he excels at the best. Right. And I'm also, saying I've, I've seen him do it exactly. just not consistently enough. Yeah, and you know, and the other thing too is okay. Besides Bridgewater and that that knee of his and the great question mark, I mean, you know, the only other quarterback we got out there right now is a practice squad guy. Mm. So that's another thing that that's the Vikings got to right yeah, 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 yeah. definitely take a look at that as well. I uh, want to welcome uh, Miss Nunu in here, and uh, Miss Nunu definitely thinking of you and prayers going up and. Oh, yeah, yeah. DJ Nunu, shouts out to you and your family. My prayers is out to you and everybody else. Um, You know, keep your head up, stay strong, and there'll definitely be better days ahead, and we're all praying for you. Yep, and we we definitely got your back too, Nunu, so don't don't forget that as well. One day at a time, sweetheart, one day at a time. Um, So, yeah, you know, just to kind of wrap it up here on the Minnesota quarterback and uh, the Bridgewater situation, he looks great. He he will see the field at some point this year, and I look. I hope it works out for him. I really do because I, so I, I love Teddy Bridgewater. 
I've uh, been a big fan of his since he was down to Louisville. My yep. frat brother who was just back in town, my right. copy who calls the show every once in a while. And even if he doesn't you know, get... We were talking about that, and I love the guy, man. But. And, and even if he doesn't get an opportunity with the Vikings, I hope that there's other teams out there. And look, there's some bad quarterback play in this league that we've seen this season so Absolutely. far. Absolutely, There's got to be a team out there that can look at Teddy Bridgewater and say, hey, you know what, we can revive this guy a little bit. We could put him in a system where we got an excellent running game. We got some good to great receivers, and he can he can flourish in the system. So I, I hope, even if it's not with the Vikings, that he gets an opportunity to right. else. Right, and you know, and that's the thing too, because I mean, until Bradford went down, he was due a big uh, contract extension. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so here's the thing: Teddy Bridgewater comes back. I think he sees the sees or sees the field later this season, and then yeah, you got choices to make. Absolutely, it won't be Bradford. I think he's done for the year. Okay. Um, I, I, look, I haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, don't that, got that, any well placed sources, but that sucks. And who knows how well he would have been playing up to this point? But week one against the Saints, mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was efficient as yes. any quarterback could be. I watched that game from beginning to end, yep. and I looked at this team with him and was like, this team might be a problem if if, if. Bradford could stay healthy. But and then they found their way to Pittsburgh the next week, and we saw that didn't quite work out. And then right. the knee injury, and like I said, it just it doesn't sound good just from what I hear on the radio and from the, you know, the sources out there. Uh, Grego, <laughs> Bradford could help the Giants. Uh, I don't know if Chief is still around, but – yeah, we've, you know, been, we've been knocking around as Giants. Yeah, man. Listen, that's, a, that's another team. It's, and, 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 and look, I, I'm sorry, Chief. No, we're I done. Have to go we, in. Yeah, yeah. Go in on, on, on Chiefs I, I, team. I, I, I got to go in on the Giants. <laughs> I, I've talked about the Ravens having to blow stuff up. The Giants, they got to blow some stuff up, man. I, 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 I think it's, it's time to look for a quarterback, it's time to look for a coach. And as, as much as I like Jerry Reese, He's been there, what, 10 years, and he's done a pretty good job. He actually, in free agency last year, when he got those defensive players, that panned out great, and and Jerry Reese deserves the credit. Right, right. But when you look at putting together an offensive line for Eli, I mean, he he kind of dropped the ball there. I think at this point, it, it might be in the best interest of the Giants to just start over and just rebuild and just go from there. That's, I, how, that's I, how I feel about no, it. No, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, you know, you got Eli who, you know, just really looks just lost back there all of a sudden. I mean, the guy's a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but these Giants, man, I just, I don't know. We all give, uh, you know, folks out there. Oh, hold on. Speaking of which. <laughs> all right. I'm going to try and do this. There might be a little echoes. I need Trey to hear. Yo, what's going on, sir? Kaboom, get, get in the room. Kaboom. How you going to sit there and talk about my goddamn thing, Trey Frazier and Vince Wright, when neither one of your teams did shit in at least 10 or 12 years? This is the last time that, oh, well, Vince, your team ain't did shit in decades. But, uh, goddamn, Trey, your team ain't did shit at least in 12, 15 years. So how you going to sit there and talk about what we got to blow up? If anything, y'all need to blow both of y'all asses about that damn studio 
Jersey Burn, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Chief Rocker. Oh, man, Chief. Hey, man, listen. I'm just trying to help you out, man, and your team. No, 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 no. no. You know the best help y'all can do is y'all can call me and ask me for my advice on my team. All right, do this. All right, Jersey. Right? Let me give you proper introduction because we need your advice, man. What do these Giants need to do, sir? Go ahead. You got the floor, my brother. My advice right now, and we everybody see what the problem is, you know. Our, my advice now is to let Eli walk, get put him on another team that got a chance to go to playoff. His teams out there want Eli because they they want to make that playoff run, right? Let him go, get something for him. Let um, Geno Smith and the rookie finish the season off because they gonna get receivers killed, man. Some young boys ain't want to go catch that shit across the middle. On those slap passes, man. But Eli was leaving him out there to death Sunday. You know, then they gonna talk about they don't they ain't reading Eli. They don't know. No, Eli ain't reading them. Them young boys go down the field and get the damn ball. That's what he should do. You know, teams pinch our middle. They pinch the middle from the linebackers to before you get to the safety. Okay. Linebackers right. drop back. They they don't respect our run. They drop back, right? Corners or slot uh, a defensive backfield, the defensive backs, they pinch the fucking middle. You don't never see them double-team no receiver on the outside. Maybe when Beckham was there, they did. But um, when Beckham not out there, they pinch the middle, and Eli still throws the ball down the middle, man. If that ain't retarded, I don't know what the fuck it is, man. I'm well, tired of him looking like former motherfucking Bowl out there instead of goddamn NFL quarterback, man. I want a real motherfucking quarterback because I'm getting sick and tired of being sick and fucking dying. You know what I'm saying? All right. Hey, folks, Um, we got him live here. Of my defense, my defense uh, no, playing their ass off. My defense playing their ass off. I'm tired of them playing their ass We held Seattle 10-7 up until the fourth quarter. They had a 10-7, right? Then they scored two yep. touchdowns quick because the defense got tired, man. And the offense wasn't moving the damn ball. You know why? Because Captain Eli, you know? I'm just sick and tired of it, man. And um, big ups to my Yankees. We wasn't expected to do nothing, man. We took them to game seven. Yeah, you um, did. I can give that, you props. The relievers, Girardi burnt them out, man. And he didn't have no faith in chances uh, no more. So he couldn't even get out the ball plan. So we ran out of relievers in um, game seven, you know. So, hey, man, it is what it is, man. They'll be back next year, man. We got the best minor league teams in baseball. All our minor league teams went to the championship from class A on up to triple A. So you tell me where the Yankee future at. And I'm going to let y'all go, man. Pick up hey. the new trade for going to Minnesota, going to the government mansion. Uh, I hope to make it there one day, man. Once mom, yeah, you, you better there, make it here, my brother. My yeah, yeah. If I come, if I come to Minnesota, man, they're gonna put out the goddamn black carpet for me because I'm coming up to that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Stomp them. <laughs> and with that, I'm gone. All right, Jersey, take All it right, easy, Chief. my brother. <laughs> Jersey burn, people. Podcast is never a podcast without Chief calling it. It, it really isn't, man. It really isn't. But hey, but in all seriousness, Trey, you hear the the passion in his voice. You know, we always give him grief, but he's a Giants fan that's hurting right now. And you know, 
Yeah, look, I he he I feel about my Ravens the same way he feels about his Giants. Like there's just mm-hmm. like there seems like there's no room for improvement. And look, I'm gonna say it again. Ravens need to blow it up. Giants, look, I would advise to do the same thing. Yeah, just just start over. The, the quarterback is old. I mean, I don't see what other ceiling there is for Eli Manning at this point. I mean, I do like the idea that he said maybe trade him to a contender. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of like that. But, I mean, when you look at the teams and who's contending, I mean, who who do you – I mean, one team I think about is Denver because, I mean, their quarterback situation isn't mm-hmm. all that great. Good and deal. they do have a good defense. Defense, yes. You know, that can win them some games. Exactly. But they need some stability with the quarterback spot. So maybe the Broncos is a spot. Maybe Elway – might make a phone well, call. Well, that's been the say, rumor. Hey, that's yeah. been the rumor here the past couple of days is getting uh, the other Manning out to Denver. And, right, right. You know, I mean, sure, maybe a new change. Or maybe, of scenery. E- or maybe Eli don't want that. Maybe. Because, <laughs> you know, the one thing I've noticed about the Mannings point. is that they, like, when Peyton was on the move, exactly. he didn't want to go to the NFC. He wanted to kind mm-hmm. of stay away from far from Eli as possible until it was a Super Bowl situation. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but now that Peyton's gone, I mean, Eli probably wouldn't care about that stuff. Right. And I got one of the monitors up here in the Situation Room, CBSSports.com, an article by Jared Dubin, GM, or excuse me, Giants General Manager Jerry Reese says Giants bought into their own Super Bowl hype. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Um, I'll have to, I don't have time to read it now, but I'm definitely going to have to check this article I out. Had, I had high hopes for the Giants this year. Coming off 11-5 and five season in which you have one of the best playmakers in Odell Beckham, ODB, as you can see. Um, you had a, you know, a veteran quarterback that, look, I know he's led the league in interceptions mm-hmm. three times, but he still, to me, was a pretty good quarterback. But I, I, I said it, even, even after they got Brandon Marshall. Right. You weren't a Super Bowl contender yet. Right, exactly. you, you were you were still a playoff contender, but you do something with the O line. Right now, okay, now we can talk Super yes. Bowl titles. Yes. But they didn't do that, and now here we are. They're you know they're one and six. Exactly. And oh, by the way, gotta say what up to Clay Davis out there, CD in the house. So I want to say what up to Clay. What up, Clay? Uh, now this article here. Just a, here's a couple of tweets that came out on the New York Giants official Twitter feed um, from Jerry Reese. Uh, the first tweet says there was a lot of chatter about how good this team looked on paper, but in the, in this business you have to earn wins. No doubt. Another uh, tweet by Jerry Reese. We didn't come out with the fight I saw from us last year. Uh, another one. We're one and six, and not where we want to be, obviously. But it's where we are. I'll take ownership of that. So, hey, at least you see. I, I, you know. I, look, I, I, don't, I don't know Jerry Reese, but I, I kind of disagree with him saying they didn't come out with the fight. I don't think it was about effort for the Giants. I just think from a, from a matchup standpoint, mm-hmm. when you're facing elite pass rushers or good pass rushers and you got a left tackle that is a turnstile, you, you're not going to mm-hmm. win many no, football no, games. No. No. I mean, so for me, I, I mean, I, I don't question the Giants' effort. I think they had the effort. It's just more, you know, scheme and, mm-hmm. you know, who you have on the field versus right. your particular matchup. And exactly. it, to me, it's more about that than it is right. the effort. I'm, I'm not going to 
I'm, I'm not going to do that to the Giants like that. No, I hear you, man. And, oh, by the way, folks, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves fans, uh, T-Wolves down 92-82, about a minute left in the third quarter. Hey, they were just up they, they, Yep, welcome welcome to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Minnesota sports, Dang, my homie. Man. Wow. Oh, exactly. This wow. is how it works up here. You turn your you turn your neck. You have one little chat on a podcast. You go from being up to being down by double digits against the wonderful Indiana Pacers. Wow! But wow. hey, baby steps, I guess. Uh, yeah, some growing pains for sure. For sure, man. Exactly. We didn't ask Chief about the Oreo mascot. That's what we should have did. I forgot yeah, about I, that. I, I don't know what that's about. I don't maybe, either. Maybe maybe he's and I, and I hope Chief is right. You know, I'm a I'm a diehard Yankee fan yes, myself. Yes. Um, Manny Machado, who's a great third baseman for the Orioles, right. is going to be a free agent after this coming season. Does he go to New York? And the Orioles are in a you know, and I I live in Baltimore, so mm-hmm. I hear a lot of Orioles talk. Right. And there's some fans and people out there that think either whether it be this off season. Or whether it be at some point during the season before right. the deadline in July, mm-hmm. that he's got to go someplace else and get yeah. traded because they can't just lose him and not get nothing in return. Right. And the Orioles don't have that strong of a farm system anyway. Right. So okay. if you want to get something for Manny, your best bet is find a team that's got some bomb, you know, prospects and. Trade and trade them for the prospects, and you know, see where you end up at. Now, I've heard that Manny wants to go to Miami. That's where he's from. Sure, Derek Jeter just new you know, made investment exactly. and all that right, stuff. Yeah. So I, I can understand that. But I'm looking at my team getting better as far as the free agency is concerned. I'm looking at Manny Machado. I'm looking at Bryce Harper, who's also a free agent after this year. Right. I'm looking at a few other guys and I'm like, look, this Yankees team and you know, I was disappointed when we lost game six and seven. Right. But I feel like for the next ten years, mm-hmm. my team gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be good. They're young. Yes. There's I mean they're they're solid. Um you got, you know, Judge who can obviously potentially be the next superstar of baseball. Right. Um, the walking giant um, himself, I mean, has done phenomenal things out there. Obviously, the Twins, the game started off so nice in that first inning. But right. then your squad comes right back yeah. and answers the call. <laughs> and then we're sitting here just like we're watching this T-Wolves game, Trace. It's like, oh, shit, here right, we go again. Right. Here we you, go you, know, again. you know what's funny? Prior to that wild card game, um, everybody likes to throw out previous stats. And I know mm-hmm. when the Twins had their, like, I guess their playoff run from, like, 03 to 05 right. or something like that. Um, the Yankees and Twins would have a couple of playoff yes. series, and the Yankees would own the Twins. Always, I kind of was like, that doesn't matter. I mean, we're 2017, and I think the only player who was on that team then was Maurer. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. so, like, to me, the, the yep. teams are different. I mean, I know organizations oh, yeah. Yeah. are the same, but the players are different, so I'm not going to take into account that, oh, the Yankees are going to win because... We own them, you know, ten something years ago. Right, right. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to buy that. I, I, I just thought that in a, in a, in a wild, and, and I'm glad baseball added this wild card game, even though I think it should be like a best of 
three series. Thank you. Moving ahead. That's that's all I ask. Yeah, that's all. I, I think ask, it should so. be like a best of three, just yeah. to kind of condense it a little bit. Yeah. But if um if you get into a, a game like that, then your starter can get pulled very easily, like we right. saw with Severino yes. in yeah. that game. And look, it's it's like Game Seven of a, of any series. So you know, you know, much much props to the Yankees for doing that. But the Twins, I gotta say, future looks pretty bright. Um, yeah, I what, think what it y'all, does. What y'all lost a hundred something games. Uh, yeah, we lost over a hundred games previous year. We come back, we make the playoffs this year. That's what's up. Um, very solid, Brian Dozier knocking out forty home runs for the second, third straight year, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very impressed by the Twins. Um, Paul Molitor, who I was not a fan of getting this managerial job, because one thing up here, Trey, mm-hmm. Minnesotans love Minnesotans, right? So when you got a chance to bring the hometown guy, the Joe Maurer, the whoever back or sign him right. or do this, yep. this area in in the governor's humble opinion <laughs> gets a little bit crazy with with our local stars here. Mm-hmm. With that being said, a well, first off, I'm still out on this Joe Maurer thing. He won't waive his no trade clause, right? He did bounce back this year to kind of get back into 300 and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, right. But Joe Maurer, and, and it's not who he is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's who we needed, but he is not the rah-rah, right. in-your-face leader guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and also he's 6'5", he a big strapping young man, all that crap. Right, right. Can't hit the deep ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, I get it. That's what he, he's a base. He's a base hit hitter. Yep. Doubles, all that stuff. But, but that's good sometimes. It, no, it, it it totally is. But here's the thing, man. We got Brian Dozier going deep. We need one more deep ball threat, legitimate mm. deep ball threat. Right. I don't mind Joe Maurer. The problem is, is that he's making a crap load of money in, right. the, in the last years of these contracts right, right. here. You know, he's north of $23 million a year. And what about the kid that uh, came in for y'all real late? And started heating up. I can't oh, Byron Buxton. Buxton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Buxton. You now he was the gym of our minor league system mm-hmm. for you know two, three years. Finally called him up. Guy couldn't hit the side of a barn. <laughs> I mean, it was strikeout <laughs> after strikeout. Right. You know, right. and he's batting down in the ones. So all of a sudden, he gets sent down again, like his third time being sent back down. He comes back and some yep. click. Man, yeah. Some clicked, and it has definitely worked out. And he is defensively, he's the best center fielder. It might be the best outfielder in baseball defensively because mm-hmm. the guy, you know, I guess they equate it to football. He probably has 4 2 speed in the 40. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's just unbelievable, unbelievably that's quick, and he can he can cover the field. No, that's so cool. it's all very, very excited and. You know, lately he's got a little pop in the bat, speaking of, you know, hitting the home runs. Yeah, yeah, I saw him catch on. Uh, he caught fire late in the season uh, during their little playoff uh, push mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's that's how they – I mean, that's him. I would kind of hold him accountable for getting the Twins into that final yes. wild card spot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because him, um, you know, Sano earlier in the season, but then he got injured. Like I said, Brian Dozier is always solid for us. He's the big bat. So I'm real excited about the Minnesota Twins now. What they need to do, though, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this, and I've heard it from people that listen to the show, the local fans here that, you know, send me tweets and direct messages. Right. We need need another solid starter or two Mm -hmm. or two. Right. Because that's what we don't have. Because Irvin Santana, 
you don't expect him to be. God, he starts off the year so well, and then he kind of hits these ebb and flows. Right, and, right. And, yeah, and obviously we saw what happened in that playoff game where, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like that first inning. Okay, right. we spot you three. And, and then you give it right back up. Give it right. right back up. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. All right, folks, let's do this. We're going to take our last break of the show here. When we come back, we're going to talk some more with Trey Frazier in the house from Baltimore. Uh, get into the chat room. Um, all kinds of stuff, man. Sports Done Right is back. We are jamming. We're having a good time. Yes, sir. And what can you say, man? I just need these Timberwolves to find a way to come back and win. Not looking that way, though. All of a sudden, down 13 to the Pacers. And by the way, at home, this game's here in Minneapolis tonight. Who do the Pacers have? You know, that is a good question. <laughs> like, who? Like, you know, and it's funny. Uh, all right, let's pull it up right now. Oh, my God. Before we go to break, we got to figure out who in the hell is on the Indiana Pacers. All right, let's take a look here. Um, Darren Collison, Al Jefferson, former Timberwolf. Right. Corey Joseph, TJ Leaf. Oladipo. Oladipo, yep, yep. Yep, I, I forgot. Uh, he was in that trade with Paul George. How do you say Alex is a Poitras? Pothras, he's a forward. Never heard of the cat. Baby, baby, big dog. Uh, Glenn Robinson the third. Oh yes, he's yes. on there. Lance Stevenson's a, is a guard. Thaddeus Young. I had I had so much promise for Lance Stevenson. Miles Turner. Very interesting. They're averaging 114 points a game. Uh, what else? They are. They're one and one. And but tonight playing like gangbusters, so looks like it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, as wow. much as I want to sit here and kind of get Adam, I had, I had the Pacers there. completely in full rebuild mode. Yeah, yeah, and you know, let's do that. Let's talk a little hoops when we get yeah, back. Definitely, definitely. Because man, I mean, we got these Lakers out here with Ball, and you know, all the heat that poor dude's taking just because of his dad. Um, you know, me and Trey, before the show, we were talking about the Timberwolves and kind of what it's what is expected locally of them this year. And let's hell, let's talk about the Washington Bullets. I mean, you the know, Wizards are most listen most, to me dating myself. Most D.C. sports fans would love to name to be changed back, back to, to the, the Bullets. Bullets. <laughs> yes. Yes. Maestro will co-sign me on that. All right. Then I don't feel so bad for the Freudian slip then. But anyway, we will talk about the Washington Wizards. Uh, East Coast, I mean, because outside of Cleveland and Boston, it's just, you know, everybody always looks at it as a bunch of also-rans. Right. So we'll break that down with uh, Mr. Trey Frazier here as well. Uh, Folks, we will be right back. X-Squad Affiliates. This is a X-Squad Podcast. And keep it tuned here because I will be right back with Trey. Sports Done Right, Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com as well. What up, all you boxing fans? This is Vince Wright, the sports governor, and me and Gilbert Batista are the host of Ringside on IE Sports Radio. Make sure you keep it tuned to IE Sports Radio, Spreaker.com for the latest edition of Ringside. All the boxing news you need right here. Keep it tuned. Spreaker.com, IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. 
This is your boy KC from the Kicking It With KC Show. And after 10 o'clock, when my wife go to sleep, I'm listening to the Spicy Conversation Show. Yes, it is pure enjoyment. No, I ain't doing nothing. Uh-uh. I was in the bathroom. Yeah. So what? No, not no, my computer. Not, no, I won't, no. Okay. Hi, this is Terry Crews. Actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind, like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Mandelion. Mandelion. <laughs> That what we do. Sleep, grind, repeat, repeat. That's what we do. Number one, she rock man deli on. Every Saturday we got it going on. Might call your mama up, talk support. Shout you out in the chat, thank for your support. X squad, act like you know. SME, yo, here we go. Ha ha, yo, here we go. SME, yo, here we go. Sleep, grind, grind, repeat, repeat. That what we do. Eat, sleep, grind, grind, repeat, repeat. Ha, that's what we do. Everybody in New York. 
votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, so let's get back into it here. Um, looks like the first lady's on her way back home to motorcade, so she's uh, Excited to meet you, Trey. Yes, can't, um, can't wait to meet Angie. Yes, um, you know, Angie will always have something to say. I will tell you that. That's good. I like that. She, she loves clowning me, so that, that <laughs> that's going to be the first thing out of her mouth, I'm sure. Um, anyway, um, let's talk a little AFC East. Okay. You know your division. Well, it's not my division, but you know it's it's, it's, it's Grego's division, but yeah, it's our conference. Yes, so yes, I yes. I can I can expand yeah, on the. AFC that's East. true. That's right. I see. God, I'm so old school, man. I you know I'm stuck in the <laughs> NFC North division still. Okay, I mean forget all these South and <laughs> right, this, right. This, and I told yeah because it used again, to be I it used to be what, NFC exactly, Central, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's. I don't care about the East. We all know it's New England, everybody else. But anyway, let's talk about Baltimore. Well, we talked about Baltimore. Give me your take on Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, the rest of your division there. How do you see it breaking out? We're, you know, we're, yeah, we're about halfway through the season. And yeah, Pittsburgh sucks. Nah, I'm just <laughs> messing with Maestro. But nah, I, 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 I throw up every time I have to say something good about Pittsburgh. But, um, they were inconsistent for the first few weeks, and you know me and Maestro, we, you know, we kind of talked about it. Then right. I, I heard him talk about it on his solo act uh, earlier that over the last couple of weeks they've played football the smart way, which is give Le'Veon Bell the football right. and just let right. him do his thing, and everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Roethlisberger will be more efficient. Antonio Brown will still get his targets. Of He'll course. still get his catches. And the defense, I, I got to give credit to the defense because that was a question mark coming into the season. Yep. And look, so far, and I don't know what the numbers are, they might average maybe giving up 17, 18 points a game. That's not bad mm-hmm. for a defense that ranks probably top five. Right, right. So yes. yep. I, I, I got to give it to the Steelers' defense. They have been holding teams to a low amount of points and being able to, you know, get these wins and that's why they're five and two um the games they lost obviously you know oh and by the way rc uh earlier mentioned that uh case keenum did not or uh, excuse me sam bradford did not play in the vikings pittsburgh game earlier so he was a late scratch he was the late scratch that that game game. totally forgot so i just want to give rc props for uh correcting us here on sports done right yep yep um cincinnati the Bengals. i thought they were finished because they started 0-3. They mm-hmm. didn't look good. I think they got shut out twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, we shut them out week one. Um, and then they, they lost to, I can't remember the team they faced. But they fired the OC right. after week two. And yeah. then all of a sudden the offense just lit up. And they're playing some better football. 
but they're two and four. Right. And I I don't know if the Bengals are going to be able to make a run. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's still there's still some time left. Obviously, the schedule um, should lighten up with right. the you know with the number of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. um, you know that they have to face. Exactly. But, but um, I I I don't think the Bengals and who who knows the AFC. I mean, if it's not Pittsburgh or the Patriots. The AFC is, I mean, it's totally wide open. I mean, every everybody fell in love with the Raiders after oh, yeah, a comeback yeah. season last year, and then they go two and four, and then you know, that yeah, because they're sitting at three and four right now, and yep. this was, you know, they cars back, yeah, um, you know, and I was talking about this too on um, with some friends at work. What do you think about Carr? Is do you think he might just be? And I don't want to say like his brother by mm-hmm. any means, because you know, hey, his brother. Oh, turned he's out, nowhere near his brother, right? But I'm just saying, I hope he doesn't become that often injured quarter. You know, right. what what could have been? Well, see, the thing about his brother David Carr was he was so shell shocked because of the offensive line mm-hmm. that he had in Houston. I mean, Houston had one of the worst O lines in the history of football right. for about four or five years. So David Carr just couldn't become the guy that they expected him to be. With Derek Carr, you're coming into a situation where you you got a top two offensive line. Right. Oakland's O line is legit. I mean, there, there's games I watch where I mean Carr comes out with a clean white jersey every game. So um, so Derek Carr is one of the top. To me, he's one of the top ten quarterbacks right. in the league. Even with this injury and him coming back right. in the Kansas City game, and and by the way, that the refs gave and yeah. the refs gave <laughs> Oakland that football game. I mean, have you ever seen an ending like no, that? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't even get me started. That man. that was. I mean, it was it was fun to watch. That's the crazy <laughs> yeah, thing about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh my god, like penalty after penalty. Yep. You know the the offensive passing the right, right. on Crabtree. It's like, <laughs> oh, they're doing it to themselves again. And then you know the two holding calls, and I think they had two plays with like. Zero seconds on the clock. Yeah, I think. Yep. Two penalties. Yep. 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 Extended it out. Yep. So you know they escaped. I mean that that was a season saver. Oh, because yeah. two and five, you, you you're not going anywhere. No, but, no. But three and four in the AFC, I think you're pretty good. You, and, you're right where you need to be. And at. Let's talk about the division leaders, Kansas City, five and two. Yep. Um, you know we've seen this before from the Chiefs. Good starts. Um, but you know they always kind of come back to the crowd a little bit and then settle back in. Right. I think that's probably going to happen again this year at some point here. And that's why, you know, what Trey was just saying with these Oakland Raiders being at three and four, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they can find a way to get back in there. But the thing is, man, let's talk about Kansas City real quick. Um, You know, just as a fan, what do you think about them? What do you think about Alex Smith leading the way and um, Um, Coach Andy out there? Patrick Mahomes is breathing behind Alex Smith's back. <laughs> yes, he is very heavily. And so what we saw in Week One against the Patriots, and I, look, I loved it because I I can't stand the Patriots, but mm-hmm. I loved what I saw the Chiefs do in Week One, and it it kind of opened eyes for everybody. And it's like, yo, like Alex Smith is really and look, he's got some skill position players. Kareem Hunt, as a rookie, has come in and just you know kind of set the league on fire. Um, Tyree Kill is one of the faster 
wide receivers in the game, and then you got Travis Kelsey, who's one of the better tight ends right. in the game. Right, yes, so, yes. So, and, and Alex Smith, while people give him grief for not throwing the ball down the field as much, the guy's touchdown-interception ratio is pretty good. I, I don't know what it is. I'm going to guess it's 3-1, to one, but, right. I mean, at, at worst it's 2-1, to one, but even a 2-1 to one touchdown-interception ratio is still good enough to win football games as long as you have the philosophy of exactly. strong run game exactly. and playing good defense, right. which is what the Kansas City Chiefs do. So um, I, I think the Chiefs will be fine. I know they lost a couple games in a row, but um, I, I, I still think they're the favorites at this point. I had the Raiders winning the division, but looking at what I'm seeing right now, it's looking more like the Chiefs are going to – Pull away with this AFC West. Well, they get Denver next, uh, next Monday that's a, night. That's a W, yeah. Um, then they are on the road at Dallas the following Sunday. That'll be tough. Kareem Hunt, little banged up. I'm looking at the injury report. He did go uh, full practice today. Uh, Tariq Hill, full practice today, but again, a little banged up. Albert Wilson, another wide out who is questionable with the knee injury. Um, Alex Smith, just under a couple thousand yards so far, 15 touchdowns. Um, it's going to be interesting. The AFC West is always fun, mm-hmm. but um, I can see them coming back to the pack. And, you know, hey, if Carr can find a way to stay healthy, man. Right, right. You know, then Oakland can get it going. What do you, How do you feel about Marshawn Lynch so far out there in Oakland? How's this season been going so far? A lot of... You know, cool stuff, riding subways with the people and, and doing all these things. He's about- the people's champ, man. Yeah. I, I was just telling Maestro earlier, he, he's the people's person. Um, but I, I think when you're in the middle of a game, and look, I understand you got family in the league, but your, team, your division rivals, your cousin Marcus Peters, he's on the other side. Right. I ain't worried about that. Look, I, I got to beat you in this football game, then we can talk right. about what happened <laughs> yeah. afterward during dinner or during the holiday. Exactly. I, I'm not trying to save you from nothing right now during this football game. Right. But for him to go in the stands and, you know, sit and watch the rest of the game, that's just you, – you ever heard the saying, Manny being Manny? Yeah. That's Marshawn being, being Marshawn. Marshawn yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, man, you, 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 you are uh, truly correct, my man. So Trey's up here in his Maryland sweatshirt. Flying this ugly ass state flag colors and some yes, yes, some some crab or something up here. Got to be a turf supporter. Oh, he just had to go there. Yep, yep. Look, uh, look. Let, let me let me be clear. I don't expect nothing from the football <laughs> program. I, I expect nothing from the football program. But my basketball team, mm. they got to get back on track. We lost Mellow Tremble. He's not coming back. Actually, got uh, signed with these Timberwolves here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to him for that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the basketball team, to me, is where it's at. And with a few good players, mm-hmm. I think we got a good shot to get back in this tournament and, you know, maybe do some things. Um, so, you know, that that's where I'm at. As far as the football program is concerned, they've, they've exceeded expectations. Okay. You know they were three and one at one point. I know they got beat by uh, Wisconsin. Um, this well, past no, and no, and no shame in that. I mean, Wisconsin's sure. only Wisconsin's a top, five top five time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, uh, you know what's funny? Um, at the Vikings game, uh, a fan behind me was bragging about the Wisconsin Badgers. Yes. And I was like, he was like, yeah, we're gonna go to the national championship, blah blah blah. And I, and I was just thinking to myself, the Wisconsin Badgers in football, they're like they're one of the top teams, and I, I had to research that, mm-hmm. and they're undefeated, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, here's the thing, man, and and it, now as someone who graduated from the University of Minnesota, grew up in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are 10 minutes away from the Wisconsin-Minnesota border where you sit right now. Okay. So that's where kind of all this angst and hate and interaction, because right, right. we have, like I said, 10 minutes away, and all these people work over here and mm-hmm. interact over here and vice versa, and I go over right. to Wisconsin, do some drinking every once in a while. Yeah. But look, man, ever since Barry Alvarez got a hold of that program down there, mm-hmm. I got to give them mad props. We used to laugh up here. We used to laugh at playing in Wisconsin mm. back when I was in college. Right, right. You know, oh, yeah, give us that victory. But then we were the Gophers. I mean, we, shoot, we'd be lucky to have 25,000 people in the stands. <laughs> that worked. But, you know, that's just where it was. And then all of a sudden this guy comes over from Notre Dame, gets a hold of that program down there. And, you know, if you have access to the Big Ten Network or the apps or stuff, you can – they got all these documentaries and stuff on Barry Alvarez. Yep. Okay. Trey, I'll tell you this, and people always ask me, how does Wisconsin keep pulling this off and this, this, and that? Mm-hmm. Number one, because we all know school and college, a big part of it's social. Yep. There is literally no funner campus mm-hmm. in the country than University of Wisconsin at Madison. Hmm. On over there on a couple lakes. Right. Right. Um, it's it when it's warm out, it's gorgeous. Because right. I mean, you got lakes. I mean, like right. uh, the frat I'm in, mm-hmm. uh, their chapter house down there is on the lake. They got a boat out back. I mean, all kinds of craziness. Okay, it's phenomenal. Great campus, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Great facilities, awesome and... facilities. That's and then so you start winning. They get back to that Super Bowl. Yep. And then from there, it was just wildfire. Now for the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And, they've, they've pulled some rabbits out of their hat, too. Well, here's the in thing. In memory. The Sam Deckers, the Kaminsky... Frank Kaminsky's. Kaminsky's mm-hmm. of the world. And and I, look, I, I hate playing race cards and all this, but I, I have no problem saying this because it's true of Wisconsin. Yep. They get them, them uh, the white kids that can play, mm-hmm. and they buy into the Wisconsin system, right. and they stay there. Mm-hmm. They stay there four years. Right, right. So when I... A couple years ago, was telling everybody Trey that they're going to be Kentucky in the Final Four, right? And people are looking at me like, "Man, stop, man! What are you? Give me some of that stuff you're smoking, Gov. Right? What are right. you talking about? They're going to be the length. Listen, yeah, listen. The bo- them white boys is too tall. Well, it wasn't that, man. It was this. They're 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 sound. They've been there for four years and they bought into a system. Mm. And they get a couple of our Minnesota kids as well. So there's a lot of following in this area as well. And obviously we play them and all that stuff. Right, right. But Wisconsin, man, I got nothing but begrudging respect for because they did it the right way and they're reaping the rewards. They are a perennial top, now top 10, top 15 program in both of the money-making sports, Mm -hmm. in college sports. And people love them. People mm-hmm. come from all over, just like every, you know, all these other places in down south and SEC and all that. Right. 
You know, I mean, look, they, they, they played LSU up at Lambeau Field last year. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're able to pull off things like that. Right, right. So. Uh, Winning equals opportunity. Yeah. Equals more fans. Yeah. And, and, and that's something that Maryland, with the move from the ACC to the Big Ten, is right. trying to accomplish. And obviously, it's going to take. A little more time yes. than I and, think and, most Maryland fans right. anticipate. And I see you out there too, Grego. He's like, Vince, not a Maryland fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I, I wear uh, too many jerseys, too many different hats. I got a, oh, I, I got a surprise yeah, for a big man there. Uh, you was uh, flashing some pics in, uh, in our little group me chat. Yes. With like yes. different uh, well, you know, college When, when I go wear. places, I just get stuff. I, you oh, know, okay. It's not like I'm a Longhorn fan or this, right, this right, or that. Right. But hey, I was in Texas. Let me get some gear. That's what I do. But, of course, uh, everybody in our beloved chat room on GroupMe and everything's like, oh, man, this dude can't pick a team and this, this, and that. <laughs> uh, Jungle Brothers says, Barry Alvarez recruited Tony Rice, Tim Brown, Rahib uh, Ismail, Ricky Waters, and Jerome Bettis. He knows how to build a program. That's the other thing, too, because now he's the AD down there. That's what's up. That's big. Um, you know, he could, he honestly, he could be school president if he really wanted to and kind of pursued that. Right. No problem. But, you know, that was the thing because it was, who was it? Donna Shalala, Bill Clinton's old uh, cabinet member. Mm-hmm. After Clinton got out of office, she became president of okay. Wisconsin. Bet. Brought him on board. Man, nothing, nothing but. Um, so, do you think. Or the. So you, so, you think when it's all said and done in college football, the Badgers will find their way into the top four? I would say no. Only because they have a way of losing this Big Ten championship game now the past couple of years in spectacular fashion. Right. We, yeah, because it was Ohio then Penn State, State, right? Well, last year, yeah, they yeah, were up yeah, on yeah. Penn State. Penn State comes Who back. Who got screwed. And then the infamous beatdown by the Ohio State Buckeyes a couple right. years back where right, it was, right. what, 53 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't leave your psyche. Easily. Oh, sure, sure. And I still talk to a lot of, you know, a lot of my friends went to Wisconsin, so I hear about this stuff all the time still. Right. Well, Alabama, for sure, is finishing in the top four. Penn State Penn looks State great. looks great. Um, the Bulldogs look yeah, great Yeah, Thorny's so Bulldogs. And... Yep, yep. And um, is, it, is Clemson is the other one that's uh, in the top Ooh, four? Let's, well, I'll tell you what. Well, yeah, I, I know Wisconsin's five. I don't remember who's four. Exactly. Georgia's three, and um, Penn State is number two. I really like what Penn State's doing, man. James Franklin has really brought the program back, obviously. Oh, definitely. Saquon Barkley is just phenomenal. I mean, that goes without saying. And, you know, you're kind of in the area. I mean, what do you think about Penn State and what they've been able to do? I mean, 111,000, they they um, finally sell them the stadium finally, back out again. Yeah, I mean, they've gotten past the Jerry Sandusky, Joe Paterno mess. Mm-hmm. I think they've clearly gotten past all that. I mean, quite frankly, when Bill O'Brien was there and they had that bowl game ban right. um, for those couple years, he did a great job in, you know, steering the program back. Right. To exactly. what it you know what it should be so but for you know this coach this current coach now to come in and to see what he's doing and for them to be a top four team throughout the entire college football landscape 
it, it, it's, it's remarkable. Like, right. I gotta say and, that. and TCU's number four here. Um, Ohio TCU. State. That's right. Yeah, That's and Ohio right. State, too, by the way, is just sitting there at number six. You know, JT Barrett has really bounced back this mm-hmm. year over there at Ohio State, man. Right, having right. a phenomenal year. I don't. I think he might have one interception, maybe none. But, you know, Ohio State's sitting there, you know. That's true. Clemson. That's true. I think Miami, yeah. I grew up. A, now, here's a team I will claim. I grew up a Miami fan. I got right. You know, just so Trey is seeing stuff here. Oh, God. Yeah, you got the I got, <laughs> I got got street signs, sign. everything here yeah, in the yeah, situation yeah. room. <laughs> but here's the thing, man. And God bless Mark Rick. But this is the softest number eight team I've ever seen ranked in the top ten. Mm. The Miami Hurricanes, they, look, I, I just got to see it at the end of the year. Right, right. You know, we've been close so many times. We've had these wins over Florida State here. and Well, not recently until this year, but, right, you know, here right. and there. And it always goes south. You know, mm. they'll lose to whoever. Yeah, yeah. You know, when they joined the <laughs> ACC, it was supposed to be Miami and whoever else for all these years. And Miami's never won the damn crown in that conference. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm I'm really – I love Miami. I love watching the old films of the glory days and the 30 for 30s, but, man. And they're ranked number eight. Number eight uh, looks like – Notre Dame, Trey. Here we go again. (laughs) The Irish are back, Trey. Oh, my God. National championships. uh, Leprechauns, four-leaf clovers. I don't know. I don't know. But for for me, it's – it's it's one team and it's everybody else and it's it's Bama, it's Bama and it's everybody else. Um, but I, I I do think that with the current rankings right now, I think it makes the college football playoff a little more interesting now than it did you know the last few years. So I I like the fact that all these teams and look Clemson while Clemson, they haven't yeah, right. been you know I mean they're 6 and 1 but you know there's still some things mm-hmm. they can creep into that top 4 I mean you, you you got some teams there that look like in Oklahoma at number 10 a team that can you know mm-hmm. make a rise and then uh the West Coast team Washington you never know with them. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, obviously USC now kind of going by the wayside. They're not going to be around to deal with anything. Um, and, oh, Bamba Boy, appreciate you uh, letting us know about TCU as well. But, um, yep. yeah, I mean, outside of Bama Boy's team, Alabama, um, Penn State, Georgia TCU, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Clemson, I think those are – those are your real big ballers right now. Those are the yep. ones that you want to keep eyes on right. because of those top uh, seven teams, yeah, those are the ones that really that's where it's going to make or break. Like here. I think T- I could see definitely TCU falling out of that number four spot when mm-hmm. it's all said and done. And that's the thing, Trey. It's all timing too. Penn State, Ohio State when they play. Yep, that's true. You know, that's true. I that'll mean, that'll determine some things. Yeah, for sure. exactly. What Notre Dame? Who do they, don't they? NC State this weekend? Um, I don't know the Let's schedule. Let's find out here and pop up. Because they, yeah, I mean. This I'm, also, is, I'm also interested in Georgia um, schedule, too. Because I, I want to see exactly who they got and, mm-hmm. you know, what the big, big matchup they right. have to and it, go through. And it is uh, Notre Dame, North Carolina State. North Carolina, uh, North Carolina State is number 14 right now. Very impressive season. Right. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to shake some things up, too, because Notre Dame loses this. They're out of the top ten. Mm-hmm. Kind of probably don't have enough time to kind of buck their way back into to right, playoff contention. Right. 
Uh, NC State trying to keep just the dream season going. I mean, you know, how often do we talk NC State football? Mm. But here they are at number 14. But um, outside of that, it's kind of a typical Miami schedule. Uh, Wake Forest, they played Miami November 11th at Miami. And then they finish out against Navy and Stanford. Um, you know, Navy has given Notre Dame fits the past right. few years, so that's that's not a gimme game by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I don't know I've I've never been a Notre Dame fan. I just yeah I know there's, there's a lot of hate for Notre Dame. Well, you know, I mean, they got their their contract with NBC, and right, everybody's right. always oh well because of that they're always getting you know they get uh, hyped shine. up yeah. exactly a lot more. I think shine. they got the bread. I mean. You know. Oh, loaded. That's that school is loaded. Yep. And with that money, and you know, obviously their history, and they've earned it, and all that. Don't get me wrong. Right. Right. But you know. I hope, I hope one day that, and it not just pertains to football, but it pertains to basketball also. I hope we get to a point where we see a team like who was the team in last year in a tournament? Who was the Cinderella last year in the tournament? Um. Um, I'm, the name is slipping, but I, I made a I made it a point that if a team like that can make it all the way to the Final Four, that gives other lower level mm-hmm. schools in lower level conferences the opportunity to get more money, right. more fans, yep. more athletics, raise more money so that they can get better facilities, yes. Yes. and they could be put on the map. Exactly. You know, I, I'm hoping we get to a point where it's sort of, you know, equal. And I, and I hope we get to a point where this selection mm-hmm. of teams, where they just pick and choose, okay, you're number one, you're number 16, whatever. I like to see them for once rank them by record. And let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's let's see what happens, yeah. you know. Well, you know, and they may expand this thing for college football too. I mean, you know, they might go from four. I could do six, I think. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm, I'm not one of these cats that starts saying, you know, hey, eight, twelve, because right. then it's kind of like, okay, what are we playing the season for? If you right. want to have twelve, right. sixteen teams, like in take here. all the take all the conference champions, give them guaranteed bids in a tournament, and then whatever. Else falls behind that in each of the so conferences. So we got five. Yep, we got five. The Power Five conferences. So there's yep. five. Mm-hmm. And I guess we could call it like a wild card. Yeah, you you could do that. You know, even that even be... with even with the football playoffs. If you want right. to add four more teams and turn this two into an eight, pick a champion of each of those power conferences. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got. I think you got eight legit conferences in football that can vie for the playoffs. Right. Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, SEC, um, ACC. I'm missing. I'm missing somebody. Um, well, we got Big Ten. Big. I did get Big Ten. Big Ten, Big Twelve. Big Ten, Pac Big 12, Twelve, Pac Twelve, Mountain West. I guess. Could you Could you count Mountain West? Because yeah, I think because they they be sleeping on Boise State a lot. Yeah. They yeah. think they sleep on them. Yeah. I think they know Boise State's too yeah. legit. To yeah, potentially yeah, win a title, yeah. and I think from a politics standpoint, mm-hmm. they don't want to see Boise State. No, God, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Boise State gets the shaft every year, every year. And you know, they're. I, I think I watched them a couple weeks ago. They're not having one of their better years by any means this year. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Michigan falls out of the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, I'm just kind of going through here. 
Stanford number twenty, USC at twenty one, right? LSU at twenty three. Kind of some of the big name programs that we usually hear about being top ten, not so much anymore. And you know, a real surprise team, undefeated, South Florida seven and zero, USF down there, there in go. Tampa. There you go. You know that's that's see that's the part of the problem for Miami, Trey. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida's got what six, seven Division One programs now. It's not right. the old days where it was just the big three schools down there. Mm-hmm. That's and true. Now they, yeah, they because they got they cannot recruit like they used to, and there's just too many other schools to go. To. The SEC is split, right? Isn't it SEC East, East and West? East and West, yep. Okay, so you could do that. You could do SEC East, SEC West, and then that would that could make your eight. That could make your eight conferences. But right then, there. what do you do with the championship game? No, the conference championship does that now mean nothing or what? Mm, well, yeah, or is you it just about... kind of bragging rights within? I, yes, yeah, yeah, you, you got to think about that too because these are extra games now, and these coaches aren't necessarily gung ho, right? To play but, an extra game, right. and then but you got to play more talks, games after right. that. Exactly. Yeah. So they they they, they will, if the money is good, then they're not going to change anything, right? And it, then also too, it's you know we got to get fan bases around, and you know we're trying to get okay. Now I got to, you know, you send me over to you know the Rose Bowl one weekend, the next weekend we playing over <laughs> yeah, here in right? the Sugar Bowl or something. <laughs> you know, I can't roll like that. I ain't got that type of money, man. All right, folks, so we are towards the end of the show here. Sports done right, man. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get into the chat room like we wanted to, but, man, it's not often that I have Mr. <laughs> X-Squad affiliate live and direct here in Minnesota. So right, right. Um, just wanted to get in with Trey and, and pick his mind on some things. Um, Jungle Brother says FCS got a good system. Why the FBS can't adopt that system and abolish the Bulls doesn't make any sense. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I totally agree with that because how many times we sitting here towards the end of the, the year and you flip on the ESPN and you got division. I still, again, dating myself. Mm-hmm. I, I like calling it division one double A still right. as opposed to. Uh, I, but I, although I would, FBS. I would let the lower conferences continue their bowl games. Like okay. the Grambling States versus Oh the, yeah. Of course, I, I would right, continue right, right. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 And um, you know, so that's yeah, I I totally agree with that. And I, I think Jungle has a very good point because that's how it should be done. I mean that those are true playoff systems. Yeah, definitely. And you know, they work. Um, you know, those kids they go to school, they go to class, they find a way to get it done and all of this. So I would love to see that. Oh, definitely. I would love to see that, but it, it's not coming to the big boy schools anytime soon, unfortunately. Oh, no. No, no, no. Dodgers got a 3-1 to one lead over the Astros, oh. top of the ninth Ooh. inning. Dang. Let's flip that on the monitor yeah. here. Yeah. But, um, and um, what, who do you think is going to win, Dodgers or Astros? Well, when the playoffs started, I had the Dodgers winning it all. And then um, I had the Indians winning the AR pennant. That didn't happen because my Yankees pulled that game five off. Right. And then I thought maybe we can get by Houston. That didn't happen, obviously. So now I'm looking at Houston, and I'm like, I'm going to change my pick. I, I got the Astros winning the whole thing. Okay. You know, a um, couple reasons. I think um, Verlander and Keiko, one-two punch is pretty yeah. good. Yep. Um, I think that lineup is pretty good. I think that Jose Altuve guy, who's runner-up for MVP, mm-hmm. And by the way, on deck here, um, if uh, if the Astros can find a way to get a, this runner on, 
Altuve's the tie and run. Yeah, he'll be that guy to put him in that clutch situation, mm-hmm. no question about it. And then here's the other thing, you know, I'm, I I follow this very closely, and obviously, you know, I, I talk about this with Maestro all the time because mm-hmm. he's a D.C. native, and okay. D.C. has been without a sports title since 1992. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Redskins won the last D.C. title. In Minneapolis, by the way. Right. And so, <laughs> so I, I look at Houston... And the last time they had a championship was the '95 Houston Rockets. Right. The yes. uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the the back, kiss the, the kiss of death. Yep. Uh, the Mario Ellie shot yes. in the playoffs. Yes. That run. <laughs> I think they were like a six seed or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I just look at it. I look at it from that standpoint, and I look at it from all the relief that's been going on in Houston with mm-hmm. the Hurricane Harvey yeah. situation. Yeah. And I think to see this team, the Astros in particular, put together a run like this. I mean, right. they they were they were good all season. Yes. So I don't want to act like they just came on the board. They were good all season. Exactly. They kind of hit a rough patch, but they got things together. And now the fans of Houston have a team that they can look to, um, not just for rooting purposes, but for an array of hope. Well, that, yeah, exactly. You know, you you can do anything that you know you can put your mind to. Well, look what the Saints did for New Orleans after Katrina. Right, exactly, exactly. So I, I kind of see no, this. Your Yankees after nine eleven. Yes, Yankees after nine eleven, definitely. And so I, I think when you look at this team and you look at the the stars that they have on here. They understand what right. the situation is. They know what's been yep. going on in their city. Of course. They're, they're trying to put on, and, and they're talented. I don't want to mm-hmm. take anything from that. They're they're super talented, but they want to win this for Houston. Yes. You know, it's, it's no question about it. You know, they might be an underdog in this series, rightfully so. Yeah. But I, I just think that you you got heart like these guys. I mean, how Tuve's five-foot five or five right, or six, yeah, yeah. and the guy's batting 400 with five home runs right, in the postseason. Exactly. Yep. So that guy's got some heart. And if I know he's got heart, then it trickles mm-hmm. down through the team. I, I I got the Astros winning the whole thing, even yeah. though they underdogs. Yes. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pulling for them. And even though they, they knock my Yankees out, I, 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 I like this team. Right. And let's see here. Oh, is that going to fall? Nope. Hung nope. up there. Nope, nope. All right, so we got two outs, bottom of the ninth. Altuve coming up. We were, I was hoping that guy could get on base to make this at-bat a little more interesting. That was right. Bregman that flied out the center. Um, here comes the, the short stallion himself. That man's got heart, man. He, yeah, no, he's, he's, he'll do something special. Whether it's this at-bat well, or someplace throughout this series, exactly. he's going to do something special. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. And even uh, Podfather Jungle Brother here. It's criminal Jose Altuve only making twelve mil a year. He's better than Trout and Harper. He said Altuve. Yes. Is? Yep. Oh, I would. I wouldn't be so inclined to disagree with Jungle on that. Is a- nope. I, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and there goes game one I think, uh, to the Dodgers. Yep. Three to one. Three yep. to one. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Kershaw started this game, yes. so I mean, rightfully so. You, you get game one at home, mm-hmm. your first po- your first World Series start, so 
I'm, I'm not mad at that. But. You know, and make no mistake, I mean, L.A. has been dying for this since, you know, 1988, Kirk Gibson, yep. and that whole magical season and everything. So, yep, yep. Uh, Dodgers get their first World Series win in almost 30 years. Uh, Dodgers Stadium feeling good tonight. But, hey, game one, plenty of time left. Nothing to worry about Houston now. So, it's I guess it's 2-3-2, two, two, right? Yes, I okay. think so. Okay. So. so, yeah, I mean, if they can come back tomorrow, all of a sudden they got a home field back in Houston. And, yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen what and, they can do great. there. And they're great at Houston. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're great. See, the thing for me, Trey, is it's still weird thinking of the Houston Astros as an American League team. Mm, yeah, they, you know, I, I hear that a lot. You know, it's I just, hear it a lot. I, I I'm kind of glad they moved just to kind of balance things out. Yeah. You know, because I, I think for a while the National League was, what, 16 teams and then mm. the American League was 14 teams at some point. Right. So, they, you know, to kind of balance that out. I just I, thought, I thought within the good. state of Texas, too, they that, you know, right, because the Rangers, two, right, right, Rangers right. are already in the American League. So that's what kind of threw me for a loop, too. Right. Well, but, in National you League, know, they got two California teams. Exactly. So exactly. What's, what's the difference? Nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing at all. Right. So. Nothing at all. All right. Well, hey, man, first off, I got to thank Trey for popping on over here. Um, uh, this has been a blast. Uh, not only getting to meet Trey, doing the show, um, and also reminding him of who won Sunday. But uh, that is over. That is over. Uh, that was the last man. shot. That was the last shot. Not a, not a great sports weekend. Yankee, Yankees <laughs> lose. Ravens lose. Terps don't get a win. It's it's all good. And the Knicks are starting their season and. I don't, I don't know about that. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's end the show on your New York Knicks. Well, um, what, it's, it's, what, it's a rebuilding process. Is it going to take a new owner? I mean, I know it's really well, owners aren't going to. It's going to take a new owner. I, will look, he sell? Look, look. This will is, Dolan sell? Look, this this is what me and, and Maestro proposed on on an episode a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Get somebody like they got that girl to. Go in Donald Sterling's office, make him say something racist. You know, and trap him, him. Yeah, is what trap you're him, rub him down, yeah. rub his head a little bit, make him say something racist. Catch it on camera, on audio, and get him up out of there. And you know, maybe somebody like my, I don't know, maybe I'll buy the Knicks. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, somebody, you know, anybody some, somebody, but Dolan. Anybody yeah. but Dolan. Yeah, I mean, I, I look. I we sit here, we give Jungle, and we give you Nick fans a lot of grief, but. It's not pretty, and I don't. I just don't know what Dolan's doing, man. I mean, I, I really just don't know what he's doing, trying to accomplish. I mean, yeah, I know he wants to win the championship, all that, but yeah, but. what's the plan? And and then he, you know, brings in Phil Jackson, who I always thought that Phil wasn't coaching. Yeah, I was move okay. On, but I was okay with it in the beginning. Well, you know, Phil, just... all, you know, the rings speak for themselves, so he definitely yep. earns the job. But he didn't but... have experience yes. as a general manager, and mm-hmm. I think that's what did him in, in the end. Um, next to kind of calling Carmelo out, which was not good. It, you know, I thought there was a better way to handle that whole situation too, because yeah. it, it's quite clear. Obviously, he is not a Carmelo fan for whatever right. reason or right. what he was trying to do in New York City. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, a lot of this stuff could have been handled behind the curtain. And you yep. know, when you start calling out um, your team's, you know, marquee player, and especially New York, I mean, this is it. You know, Madison Ave, Fifth Avenue, all this stuff, and you start calling them out like that. 
Well, that ain't going to help your cause at, at all, Phil. Right. Um, it did do this, I think, though. It finally maybe motivated Melo to look at some different options. Because mm-hmm. I'm very excited to watch what he can do in OKC. I am happy for Melo that he got to OKC. I, I was upset at the trade because OKC kind of came out of nowhere. Right. Because it was always Cleveland. It was yeah. always Houston. Yep. And I thought, exactly. oh, if it's Houston, we could get Patrick Beverly. Because I like Patrick Beverly. Right. But OKC came in the picture and we get in return Enos Cantor. Right. Some <laughs> yeah. other guy. I'm exactly. like, really? Nah, that ain't working. But I'm, ain't. I'm happy for Melo that he finally gets to be on a contender. So am I. And they got a legit shot to oh, challenge yes. Golden State. Yes, yes. That's but what I've best. seen so far, and if they could stay healthy for the most part right. throughout the season, I think they got yeah. a great shot I, you know, to I challenge the Warriors. Totally agree. I have not been this excited to watch – Regular season basketball in a long time, and right. I think with you know Melo coming over here, some of the other things too. Unfortunately, uh, CP3 injured again already. already. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, that's just, that's just him. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and hate on the guy. What about um? What about the East? What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, we oh yeah, we were gonna talk about that. So, you know, you got Washington, entertaining team, but the, you know they're they're not gonna be there in the end. It's it's gonna I be. I think I think they got a chance to make the conference final. I I, I, okay. I, I said that last year. Okay. I thought they beat the Celtics in that series. I thought they had better players. Okay. Despite the fact the Celtics played better defense, right. but I thought the Wizards had better players, and I thought, um, especially from that regular season matchup, like mid February between right. the Cavs and Wizards, it was an epic regular season game, mm-hmm. and I thought. That was going to be the preview to the Eastern right, Conference Finals. Right. Um, this year, Gordon Hayward suffers that ugly, gruesome mm. injury, Man. and that makes the yeah. Celtics less, you know, less threatening now. So now you look elsewhere in the East, and you look at the Wizards mm-hmm. as a possible, you right. know, conference final participant. You look at the Raptors, who've been there been before. Yeah. Um, you might look at the Bucks with the Greek freak. They're, the Bucks are a couple pieces away. I look. I grew up, you know, with the Bucks always being, and you know, right. they were they were gatekeepers back in the eighties. Uh-huh. You know, they they just couldn't get past the Celtics, but you know, they were one of those teams you have to get past to get to the Celtics. Right, right, right. But Milwaukee is dying for a team to be good and to be oh, relevant definitely. and be back in the playoffs, and I. You know, again, that Minnesota-Wisconsin thing. But I would love to see Milwaukee get good again, just for the mere fact to put a little variety in the mix. Oh, absolutely, because the Bucks have been, you know, a, a lower-tier franchise for mm-hmm. about a good, you know, eight years. And, you know, they're finally back on the – I would say they're back on the map with the Greek freak playing the way he is now, right. averaging over 30 points a game. I know that average will come down. You know, by you know season's end, exactly. but I mean he's he's everything for what the Bucks want to accomplish. Right. You know, to try to make a exactly. postseason run, but it also tells you that they need some more pieces. Exactly. I do like Thon Maker, who plays center for them. Mm-hmm. I think if he develops into something, yeah. maybe not a superstar, but doesn't have to extra, be. Right. Yeah, exactly. doesn't have to be a superstar, yep. but can be a force exactly. defensively with that height. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks can be formidable. Yeah, than what, more than what they are. 
I think the um, I think Jabari Parker, despite coming off the injuries, hope hopefully he gets back into form and he can produce some scoring. You know, from that what does he play? He plays a two, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you get him back, he can you know put yeah. up some points for you. And then I like I hate to say this, but I like Delavadova. For them in that lineup, he provides the grit. He provides mm-hmm. some defense for you, and I think he fits exactly what that team does. So, you know, be, be as it may, the Bucks to me look like they could be a threat for uh, to make the Eastern Conference final. Well, but it's Cleveland. It's Cleveland's yeah, all the way. Yeah, you know, sad, Not, sad, sad well, to say it'll well, be it'll be part Boston? four. Boston, but again with the injury, Gordon and... Hayward. You're losing, you're losing a guy that's averaging 22, 23 points a game. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to find that. That's it puts more pressure on Kyrie now. Yeah, and like people have been saying, you know, he wants to be his own man and blah blah blah. Well, he got what he wanted. Okay, fine, that's fair. Now, and 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 let's not forget this. They only bought back four players. The Celtics, I'm talking about. They bought back four players. They traded Avery Bradley to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah Thomas is in the trade to Cleveland. Um, Jay Crowder gets traded to Cleveland. Right. So those guys were defensive players for you. you it, it, it's hard to replace that. And now you got new. And now you got new faces in a system where look, you're going to have to create some chemistry, right. and it's going to take time to yeah. do that. Well, that's what we're suffering with with these Timberwolves here who last, well, we flipped over to that baseball game, but, you know, Wolves were down by about 23 all of a sudden. Right, right. And there's going to be, unfortunately, games like that, I guess. But, um, no, you're right. You're right. Um, growing pain is going to take a little bit of time. but I got to read Jungle Brothers. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Please do. I He's wanted to get through Cavs, that. got the Cavs, number one, the Bucks number two. Okay. Raptors, three, Wizards, four. Uh, the Celtics five, uh, the six, the Hornets, and seven, the Sixers, and then he puts the Heat at number eight. But then he says, "Forget the Heat, put the Knicks at number eight. <laughs> Younger brother, from your lips to God's ears, <laughs> if the Knicks make the eight seed, I will be the happiest man on earth." I hear you, but hear you. It, it's it, to me, <laughs> to me, there's there's five teams in the East that you know gonna get there. And then six, seven, and eight, you're kind of like, okay, maybe it could be Charlotte. Maybe it could yeah. be the Heat. The Heat came on strong last year. Yep. Uh, Charlotte's got Dwight. I mm-hmm. think that's a good acquisition for them. Takes some pressure off the other mm-hmm. guys. Takes pressure yes. a little bit off Kimba yep. Walker. Um, and then the eighth spot, um, I mean, it could be the Knicks. Maybe. I like the Sixers. Yeah. I like the Sixers. And it, it's a big if because Embiid, we have to see Embiid play yes. at, at very least 60 games. If he can play 60 games, I think they're a playoff team. Okay. I like Ben Simmons. I like right. Markel Fultz, even though he's slow to catch on right now. I think he'll right. up his production I, later yeah. in the season. I, I like the combination that they've got. It might be enough to get the eighth spot because, I mean, right. when you look elsewhere... The Nets aren't ready. Yeah. The Magic isn't ready. Um, the Pacers, they, you know, they're in rebuild right. mode. 
Hawks are in rebuild yeah. mode. The Bulls are definitely well, in rebuild yeah. mode. And it's funny, I got G Money Joiner in here. And by the way, G, what up, Gary G Money Joiner, saying the Knicks are going to be a 12 seed. He, he might be right about that. Yeah. <laughs> he, exactly. He, he might be. Look, he might um, be right about the that. The Knicks ain't even going to see the playoffs. Say Mocha Bella. Of course, that's coming from Miami's finest. Sure, sure. But um, you know, it's it's. It, let me just say this: It's going to be a fun season, basketball wise. I wasn't expecting that after last season, and obviously with these moves, especially to the West. Yep. All of a sudden, you know, obviously Golden State's still the favorite, mm-hmm. but Definitely. it gets a lot more interesting. It does get interesting. Um, like we talked about OKC mm-hmm. being the challenger for the two spot. Right. Right. Um, I like Houston, but the thing with Houston is is that Chris Paul's hurt, and we had questions about their chemistry. Right. How was James Harden and Chris Paul gonna be able to be, exactly. you know, together? And how does and it slows that offense down because Chris Paul brings the ball down the court real slow. Right. I mean, and he's great. He's great at what he does. Mm-hmm. But for a D'Antoni offense, he brings the ball yes. down real slow. Exactly. So we were questioning how was that gonna work. I still think they're a playoff team, right? But I just don't know if they can get past. Potentially the second round. I, I just don't know yet. Okay, and that is, I totally think that that is fair. And the lovely wife has joined us in studio, Angeli. Hi. Hello. How are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> so, welcome. Thank what is you. that I'm smelling? It's a maple pecan Okay, Starbucks. enough of that. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we are going to wrap it up here. Sports Done Right Special Edition. Trey Frazier in the house all the way from Baltimore, Maryland. And I'm not going to talk anymore about the football game. Um, hey, man. It was a great game. That's all I got to yeah, say yeah. about it. You got the Paisley Park. Yeah, you yes. You got to Paisley Park. I got to see Prince's Mansion. Yes. <laughs> yes. And... The funny thing is, well, I was trying to think. She might have been sleeping a couple of times. I snuck out the governor's mansion for a concert here and there, but you never know. You never know. More than a couple. You never Uh know. Uh Uh-oh. You know, that's that's why we got security around here. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, man, first off, I want to thank everybody in the chat room. I want to thank everybody who listened, uh, who isn't in the chat room, who hits me up during the week about the show. Um, I'm going to get off the air before Angie's dog starts barking. I don't let her out. No, that's fine. That's fine. We're done. Yeah. Trey, thank you so much for shooting on through, man. Now, me and Trey are going to go chill for a minute. And um, I'm just glad you can make it through, man. Glad you could get to your game. I appreciate you having man. me, man. I, I appreciate this. This was uh, this experience was great, man. Um, hopefully, we could do it again. Maybe Absolutely. you could, you know, fly out east one we, time. We and... will definitely be out that way as I could, because of course I keep telling Rel too. I got to get to Philly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. of course, once we're on the East Coast, everything's right See, there. See, that's the that's, that's the, the great thing yeah. about living where we live at. Yes, jump I on can, a train. Yes. See, out here we don't know what trains are. Right, right. I can <laughs> I can get to New York in four hours. I can get to Philly in two hours. Yeah, exactly. I could go to DC in thirty minutes, yep. and Baltimore is ten minutes right yeah, outside my exactly. house. 
So you got four cities right there that is just within four hours. That's the that's the great thing about living where we live at. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. All right, folks. Well, we're gonna get on out of here. I want to thank everybody in the chat room. Um, lots of chats, lots of interesting stuff tonight. Um, again, thanks to Trey. Uh, thanks to Angie for putting up with me. Uh, thanks to the the whole staff here at the Governor's Mansion, the Situation Room. Uh, with that being said, oh, one thing, too, that I came across that I wanted to share with the audience, the latest edition of Real Sports on HBO, I think it was either the latest or maybe it was the week before, they did a couple things. They did a segment on historically black colleges and universities football programs. Right. Do they need to be playing these big money games? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they, they showed uh, the kid from Southern. I forgot his name that was paralyzed in that Georgia game last year. Okay. Um, but again, very interesting kind of topic because, you know, as we know, that money pays for basically the whole athletic program at a lot of schools. Much, yep. But at the same time, you know, they're going up against bigger, stronger, faster athletes. And is it ultimately fair? And in the world of CTE and everything else. And then also uh, did a report. Was it Leonard? Is that his Leonard Hamilton? The Formula One race car guy, black guy out of. Uh, he's uh, British. Oh, like, I, by I, don't national. I don't follow racing. But yeah, I, I don't either. But mm. Jungle Brother does. And we were kind okay. of going back and forth uh, texting a couple days ago. But. Um, they did a segment on him and uh, his brother because mm-hmm. his brother, um, Leonard Hamilton's brother, is disabled. Okay. And he went online and mm. basically became a champion online racer who has now gone into the real world. Okay. Um, I forgot what type of racing it is technically. Right, but, right, right. But, yeah, just a couple of interesting stories there on uh, real sports. They always seem to – Lewis Hamilton, thank you, sir. Jungle Brother, you a NASCAR fan, man? It, it, what, no, no, no. This is Formula One. Formula One? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I'm, in, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, Jungle Brother is pushing these days as far as the whip is concerned. Jungle, what you driving out there besides that big old, uh, <laughs> that big old 18-wheeler of yours, I'm my interested man. to see what he's pushing. Jungle, you know, I think Jungle might be whipping that Mercedes. Mercedes? That's on the down low. On the down low. Uh, yeah. I, don't, no? I don't know. No. I'm thinking Ford Taurus. Oh. oh, the first lady goes in with the Ford <laughs> Taurus Jungle. What a '88! Oh, <laughs> we got to ring the bell on that one. Oh man, uh, Lewis Hamilton, three-time Formula One champion, nine points away from his fourth. So there you go. Let's let's uh, follow Mr. Hamilton, folks. You guys have a good evening. Um, Again, thank you for supporting the show, X Squad Affiliates. This is a X Squad Affiliate. Thank you, Kesey Ingram. Everybody else, uh, join us. Sports Done Right, Spreaker.com, Barbershop Sports Podcast, Spreaker.com. Follow Trey, follow Maestro, follow me, follow Angie, follow everybody. And uh, with that, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, Jungle's whipping the Toyota Tundra. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Nice. okay, that's nice. different. Nice. That's he's different. a truck man through and through. Yeah, all right. He, 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 Jungle Brother does look like he pushes a truck, though. I can see he, that. He's he's got that look. Yeah, like and he he like he be delivering some furniture for some Toyota people. Tundra. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. He like you could help me move a couch or something or a fridge. <laughs> a fridge. There you Listen, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Everybody out there, be cool. Be safe. We love you, and um, a big shout-out, to the K3000, because 
since I'm at work and I don't get a chance to really get in on Doug's show like I used to, uh, nice to see K3000 up in here. Don't be a stranger, my friend. We appreciate your support. Uh, everybody be cool. We're going to get out of here. Thank you and good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.